Kuvon Miller? Yeah, man. It's still, even at this age, it's a, it's a hell of a pickup for the. Uh, yeah, because he just got a sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe my under is safe, but see, I, I, I need Rams plus three and a half. So, Ooh. they're going to have to come back. I mean, here's, my, like I said, my thought was this it's a field goal game no matter who wins. But I told them, like, I told everybody in the group, I like the Bills. Like, I did like – to win the game, I like the Bills. But to be safe, I said three and a half on the Rams is probably the safest bet. Well, that was the alternative spread? No. that was The spread was two and a half. I just bought a point. Okay, yeah, because I, I even thought two and a half was a bit much for the Rams being a, a home team. They still have the, best, they have the best defensive player in the NFL, maybe ever. They might have the best defensive player ever on their team. Coming in hot. And, and there's an argument that they have a top top five quarterback on their team. Ten. You know, you, maybe, you know maybe what? You can argue five, but ten. Just let's just throw you, them in the ten. You know what really bothered me about the the Stafford like ascension into like this elite tier of quarterback? He's never made the Pro Bowl. He hasn't made the Pro Bowl. We we said we liked his talent, but he always left a little bit a little bit a little bit of meat on the bone, right? Yeah, a lot to be desired. And then he we say, hey. He still left a lot to be desired. Right. But then we say we love uh, Sean McVay, and he's, uh, you know, one of the best offensive coaches in the league. They get together, and then Matt Stafford gets better because, you know, the coach is one of the best offensive minds in the league. Then we say, oh, Matt Stafford, top three, top five quarterback. You, no. Who, 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 who did Stafford the two times the Lions went to the playoffs? The first time was Schwartz the co- coach when they went the first time? Yeah, I think it was Schwartz. and then I know, it was, I know the second time it was Caldwell. But Caldwell was a good offensive coordinator. I mean, hell, he was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. Yeah, and he got he got the Colts to a Super Bowl. Got the Colts, got Colts got to a Super Bowl. And then two out of his three years in Detroit, he had a winning record. And, and they he fired got, him. Because they wanted to take the next step. And who did they hire? To Matt Patricia. I don't have a pencil. You got put, to put the pencil in your ear. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You got I, wish I, I don't have a pencil. Yeah, Man, something, something that you write with a highlighter marker. I don't give a fuck. You got to put it in though. Yeah, th- that guy. You know what? I'm gonna be Matt Patricia this whole pod. <laughs> you be Matt Patricia. I'll be uh, even though I'm not on anything that he's on. I'll be uh, I'll be Belichick's son. <laughs> Why the fuck did he have the drip so bad? <laughs> Why is this guy calling plays? <laughs> Well, they already said that it's either Matt Patricia or Joe Judge that's calling the offensive plays. Neither of them being offensive coordinators ever. Granted, they were both head coaches, but neither of them being offensive coordinators ever. Because what, Patricia was D, and then Joe Judge was special teams. Yeah, and you know, the defense got better when Patricia left and went to Detroit and Brian Flores took over. Yeah, B-Flow. Hey, did you, um, have you seen this Roger Goodell NFL commercial that's kind of set up like The Office? No, they must have showed it before the game. They showed it on NFL Network about two hours ago. And uh, he gave us a little personality. He gave us like the worst version of Michael Scott you could ever see. (laughs) You know, the NFL is really trying to sell us that Roger Goodell is like an all-American type of guy that we can all relate to. But the guy makes $63.9 million a year. I don't want to relate to that. I don't want to relate to Roger Goodell. I just want him to continue uh, putting the NFL on TV 
and and making it a better product. And I'm okay. I don't have to like Roger Goodell. Just keep doing your job well. He's one thing I'll say, and I think that it was it was inevitable regardless of who's in his position. What he has done is make the NFL more money. They make more money every year. Every year under his belt, they made more money. As much as here's the thing, Paul Tagliabue. How I remember Paul Tagliabue, like he wasn't like David Stern. Like David Stern grew the game of basketball. Yeah, he put a stamp on it. He was a dick. David Stern also had like a a presence, a personality. He had a presence, a personality, and he was kind of no nonsense. And it didn't matter who it was. Which obviously, there's always that rumor of Michael Jordan and how. Yeah. The thought is that he silently suspended him, and that's why he really played baseball because apparently the gambling did ha- maybe had something to do with his father's death. Who knows? Nobody knows, but somebody knows. Somebody, Michael knows. Yeah, he's the only one because Stern's gone. I I, I feel Michael, like there's Michael some knows. Phil might know too. There may be some mobsters that know them too. Because I've I, you know I've heard oh, some inter- hell the people behind the cage in Vegas might know. The, the the people he was playing golf with. Like, I, I've heard some MJ stories, and people just say, you know, I won't say nothing because at the end of the day, like, no one's going to believe me. They're going to believe w- what's already out there. And right. you go, somebody put a price on your head, huh? <laughs> That's what it would seem like. But but point being, damn, boy, they are moving that ball. But yeah. uh, Stern was Stern. Like, he uh, – you know, obviously the Allen Iverson thing, the dress code, changing the league dress code. Changing the basketballs without asking the players. Yeah, because what was it? Uh, they, yeah, the Spalding, but they went right, right back. Yeah, because Brown and Kobe and them said, hey, 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 bro, what you doing? Yeah, this is a bullshit ball. I remember that ball, too. It was a nice ball. The design was nice. Yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think – Roger Goodell is the best commissioner in sports because he keep, he keeps the owners happy. He's growing the product. And as much as we love to like Adam Silver for being like a, a people's a people's commissioner in touch with like social causes and all of this stuff, he's just he's just like the Democrats, man. Yeah. Well, that's why I like Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, he strikes me as uh, a Republican. Oh, it's straight money, bro. It's yeah, it's money. Bro. I don't care about anything else. You know, it, bro. If 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 doing social cause makes him more money, then he's with it. That's why that's why he said that nigga was like, man, they made a phone call to Hove, and they were like, hey man, Hove did. What do, you, what do we need to do? What are we gonna do about this? Like he what really replaced Hove. Did Hove replace Jarrell? As what? The person we call when there's a crisis. Well, Jarrell was never that, but that's right. That's the joke of it, right? <laughs> Jarrell was actually never that. <laughs> but like Hove actually is that, and nobody will make a joke about it. Well, fuck that. Dave our group text Dave does. Dave Chappelle will make a joke about anything. Our, our group text makes jokes about Hove yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's just like it's just like he's like Hove did. Yeah, he did that raggedy ass, lift every voice and sing. We know well, that's you, Hove. I was like, I was like, Hove did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's it. I just think Roger Goodell does little things for PR to try to make people think he care. Like Deshaun Watson suspension, he didn't care about the suspension. He cared about the backlash. <coughs> uh, yes, exactly. 
And 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 you almost would think that they set that thing up to where Deshaun even secretly knew that he was going to get more games. But they were like, hey, man, look, we got to throw this out there. This is what she did come up with. But you know that you know that we're going to have to get you for more, right? Like, 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 look, man, you already aren't really losing no money. Like, and we're going to let you play. Like, you're going to get the play. And like, and you're going to conveniently come. You fucked up. You're fucking up. You're trying. You're fucking up the money, man. And luckily for you, you're in your prime and you're talented, unlike Kaepernick. That's why that nigga's not in the league. Yeah. He was losing football games and he wasn't even that good anymore. Like. And here's the thing. It's a beautiful, intriguing matchup that we have rolling into week, what, 11 or week 12. He gets to play against his old team first game. You know, I'm of the belief that the NFL did a great job with the schedule. They really, like, looked at the schedule and said, what are the most intriguing matchups that we can put together to get more and more eyes on games that people probably wouldn't watch? They had a gut feeling about Browns-Panthers. Because it was kind of like – it was either there or he was either going there or Seattle. Like, uh, Josh Allen just threw a pick. Yep. First incompletion, technically. It game. was the receiver's fault. It wasn't Josh Allen's fault. Yeah, it was straight through – that was Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, come on, son, be better. Dog, you're a dog. And come I on, think, son, be I better. McKenzie was like the best receiver on Georgia when Kirby first got there. I remember. Yeah, son, you catch it with your hands, not your body. Rule, this is 2002. Nigga, I don't know. Literally rule number one that I learned the first day I stepped foot on a football field as a wide receiver, that's exactly what my coach said. He said, you catch it with your hands, not your body. And it's two thousand. It's the two thousand twenty-two NFL. It's not the two thousand two NFL where you probably would catch that with your body because of the hit that's coming. You don't want to be fully extended. But in today's league, you're gonna have time to catch the ball, bring it in before you get hit. Like, come on, son, be better. And a guy like Josh Allen with all that power, you know, there's zip on the ball. Oh yeah, it's gonna stick to you. Yeah, it's plenty of fucking zip. And so, you know uh, what I might. You know what I might do. I might really ride this stick out. I might. I might uh, start laminating the notes before the pods. <laughs> well, well, you need some chewing gum too. <laughs> really pull the Matty P. <laughs> and, and, and you gotta give give us a little bit more beard action. I, I can't do that, you know. I mean, either look, I, look, I'm a non facial hair growing dude. You know, you like, know my my uh, employer doesn't allow. It's like the New York well, Yankees that too. Yeah. yeah, the Yankees. You know, mustache. That's all, son. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get to some of these interesting week one matchups. Obviously. We're watching one right now. We have uh, the Rams versus the Buffalo Bills, the two Super Bowl favorites, uh, your reigning Super Bowl champions. Matthew Stafford's on every fucking commercial. He's the new Baker Mayfield. At least he won a ring, so he deserves it a little bit. As he's on my TV right now. Yeah, I mean, that's why I brought it up. Versus Josh Allen, the MVP favorite, you know, the guy who they changed the overtime rules for. Um, You know, he looks good. I I think that – I had a blank, but I, I, you know, fuck it. Rams, Rams, Bills. I think it's a great matchup. It's, I mean, we got eyes on the TV. Everybody would like the Super Bowl rematch, but it's like, uh, can we get more? And we love Josh Allen, so let's give us Josh Allen. Well, they have. Hold on, do the Rams play the Bengals this year? They play a first place schedule, so they should. They're in the West. No, they play preseason though. Yeah, yeah, so they're not playing. But 
I, I mean, you could have you could have went a lot of different ways. This was the perfect match. I think it is. It was the perfect match because think about it. Even the year where we played, they didn't want us to do that because we could have had our game. Falcons Patriots could have been the season opener. Yeah, but instead they set it up pretty well to where because we played two season openers. I think against the Eagles both times. I think so. But you know, Falcons Eagles is low key a. It is low-key a rivalry. Yeah, after they took Vic. It's just that there's a lot of history. Like well, our shit, no, they never was against them. There's just a lot of history. And what? They they put us out when uh, we beat the Packers. Didn't they? What year? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. the Vic year. Well, we, we lost to them in the divisional and in the NFC Championship. The one year they did finally go to the Super Bowl, we played them. And then, yeah, the year they won the Super Bowl, right. yeah. Right yep. every, every year, yeah. We, we are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. And speaking of week one intriguing matchups, obviously with this being semi a homer biased podcast towards the Atlanta Falcons, I think that uh, it's easy for us to say that that matchup is intriguing. Uh, yeah, see, you got one of the classic ones, but it. You know, we got the Go Dogs going over here, baby. Shout out to Georgia for molly whopping Oregon uh, and putting any doubt away about Step. First of all, bro, Step Step's gonna be, and we'll get to the college yeah, we're gonna get to that. But Step's a high, Step's a Heisman uh, candidate. Yeah, it, I think it's like t- twenty to one now. Like he he'll never go, he's not gonna go get drafted, but like he'll be one of those college football quarterbacks, which is fine. Baker Mayfield. Well, that's different. Like, he literally <laughs> won't get drafted. More like Danny Warfield or uh, Troy uh, Brown, Troy Smith, or what? Troy, yeah, Troy Smith. Yeah, Troy, well, Troy Smith got drafted, but like it didn't last. Yeah, he didn't last. Yeah, Baker uh, Mayfield. Uh, and this is a guy that didn't win a Heisman, but we all know who he is because he won a national championship. Chris Leak, like guys like that. You know what Tim I mean? Tebow. Doc, but Tebow's a first round pick. A bad one. He is a bad one, but still, still. But Falcons. Falcons Saints. Always an intriguing matchup. Hate week. Uh, I know I hate those motherfuckers. Uh, I just left that guy for Sacred City. Matt, Matt, as, well, right, you were just there. What was the temperature like out there? Uh, you know what? It really wasn't that hot out there. I was a little disappointed. Uh, very muggy. Mosquitoes were bad. Uh, bourbon wasn't really bourboning. Here, I, can I uh, send you something, too? Yeah, please. I want you to play this on the cast if you can just i got you i'm literally going to be blasting this on sunday uh as we get ready for this game uh it's always uh i just said to check your instagram i uh i always look forward to this game because it is always typically competitive no matter how good or how bad either team is if we're both good if we're both bad if one's good and one's bad always (laughs) (laughs) always get a competitive game you ready for it yes Saints, fuck them. Fuck the Saints, fuck them. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Hey, talking about fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Hey, fuck the Saints. Hey, I said fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Hey, talking about. Hey, what's up? 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 Fuck the Saints. Yes. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Yeah. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Saints. Absolutely. No, no, no. It's fuck the Saints. Say it. God gonna forgive you. Pray tonight. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. It's 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 the uh uh it's 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 something that 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 you get in this rivalry. You know, and I know that there are a lot of good robberies in the NFL. I think the Falcon Saints robbery is always underrated. Absolutely. I mean, of course, we played on Thanksgiving twice against each other, but like you know, uh we're not national brands. It's it's the oldest rivalry in the South in the NFL. Let's start there. Two the two oldest teams in the NFL that are in the South. Uh New Orleans and Atlanta as cities are oddly enough, even though they're not really comparable, they're a rival kind of cities. They are because they are two of the better nightlife cities. And culture, culture. And culture. And they're black cities. Black yeah. It, Black cities, you know, you got New Orleans, you got Houston, you got Atlanta. Everybody's competing for the best Southern Black city. Sorry, Miami, y'all, y'all are different because y'all they're, are in Florida, and Florida's not the Latin. real South. They're nothing but, or uh, as uh, I guess Kyle would say on you guys' podcast, they're nothing but Latinx. And so, uh, <laughs> hey, I gotta be, I gotta be politically correct. These uh, my my Latino <laughs> wife is offended by Latinx. Hispanic and Latin. How about that? <laughs> I gotta make everybody happy. I, <laughs> you want to be pissed off at me? Uh, did uh, did the Rams just fumble? Uh, they did something wrong. I was looking at you and not the TV. Hold on, where are they at? Let me see. They're on the t- thirty-two. I doubt they punt it. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe they fumbled or they or they pulled a, a you know their their tenants. Put a Brandon Staley and went for it on fourth down when it could have got points. McVay. He's smarter than that. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I know that they're because what Staley, no, Staley's a 49er guy. No, he was a Ram guy. Yeah, they're all the same. Well, they're all well, right, exactly. No, yeah, Staley, yeah, he was a no, he's really a Fangio guy. It's all the it's all the Mike Shanahan tree. Yeah. Okay. And not, I don't I still don't think any of them are better than Kyle Shanahan. Does Mike Shanahan get into the Hall of Fame? He should have been in yesterday. He should have. And I think uh, Dick Vermeil is who pointed that out for his league. Because Dick Vermeil low-key shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But Vermeil's in, too, isn't he? He just got it. That's what I'm saying. On his speech, he had said Mike Shanahan. Wow, another fumble. Yeah. He said Mike Shanahan should be in. That's that the Bulldog who did that? Yep. Come on, he, And he should because if you look at it, oh, yeah, that's a good way to get benched, man. Hey, but you know what? Hey, hold on to the ball. You know why we're seeing all these damn fumbles, though? Because they're finally hitting. Because you can't tackle in practice. <laughs> like, you can't simulate holding the ball, taking contact all the way to the ground if you don't hit in practice. I understand player safety. I totally understand it. But there are things that you cannot simulate when you're focused on player safety. You're not having – you're. The Rams didn't turn it over. I guess they did punt. And and you don't you don't practice. You don't play in the preseason. This is what happens when you actually get in between the lines. Well, and think about it. And the, every NFL game. I mean, same to college. Every NFL game means so much. It means so much. And uh, you know that's why guys. I mean, granted, Georgia. Georgia didn't know that they were really uh, scheduling a slappy, but they did. <laughs> I don't even know if they were a slappy. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Bo Nix right, is right. Let me not not give. Let's stay away from. Hey, let's stay. Let's stay NFL. Let's stay I, NFL. Intriguing week one. Uh, of course, Baker and the Panthers. 
I'm going, going to fuck him up. In Carolina against Cleveland. I wish that game was in Cleveland so bad. But uh, uh, Stafford just threw a pick. This is some sloppy ball. It is, but I love it because I'm going to hit my under. Yeah. I just need the Rams to cover that three and a half. That's all we ask for. Is that too that's, much? The, that's the Matthew Stafford I know. That's the reason I said short the Rams. Let me see. What are the odds at right now? Uh, I mean, that was that was bad. But the over forty five and a half is with the over under. So my under looks great. That was a that was bad. That was a terrible pick. Just awful ball placement. Let me see here. I was listening to a story. Uh, I forgot who was telling it. I think it was Kevin Clark. He was talking about uh, when Tom Brady was working out with Tony G one summer after Tony had retired, running routes <laughs> on air, and Brady got pissed off because he placed the ball. He, he just didn't place the ball right, and Tony was like, "Bro, the pass was fine." He goes, "No, if I place that ball the way where I needed to, you get twenty yards of yak instead of getting tackled right there." And, and that's the difference between a Matthew Stafford, who, who y'all want to throw in the Hall of Fame, and the goat Tom Brady, who has. Some great lipo, not lipo. A uh, great. Uh, I think. I think. Man, I hate to say it. That shit was almost looking Botox. stressful. Huh? I said that shit almost looked stressful. Yeah, that Botox. Yeah, he. That was emergency Botox. Well, the Giselle man. I, who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he cheated his vegan diet. Or maybe you know she. You know she is Brazilian, and you know their their culture down there is a little bit different than our American culture, and we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah, no yeah. assumptions here. That's true, too. Now, granted, Giselle, certainly if she has any, it's all in her face and nowhere else. It's only in her ass. <laughs> yeah. She still looks great, though. Yeah, I, I think. I didn't even know that she dated Leonardo DiCaprio. How, how do you think Tom like feels when they show the models in the world? I'm convinced. I mean, yeah. How do you think Tom feels when they show up on the red carpet and Leo's just glaring across like. <laughs> or, or he comes up and he's just like, Giselle, Tom, it's good to see you guys again. Heard your, um, heard your uh, in the guest house, Tom. Right. It's like, it's okay. It happened to me too. You got one more step after this. <laughs> and, 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 then, and, then, and then your wife's going to go full Kardashian. And then, Tom, you know, you can retire. You can hang out with me. See how I do it. Right. 25 and under, baby. <laughs> what keeps me young? I was wondering what was keeping you young, you know? And maybe it's football, but. I got something better than football. Right. And it's <laughs> basketballs. You know? And so. Uh, that that's a that's another story for another day. But uh, Cleveland, you is- know the hey, you know the matchup that I'm kind of looking forward to while we're talking about Tom. No, it's the repeat of uh, our Thursday night game last year. We got Dak versus Tom. Uh, gonna see what Dallas looks like uh, without their best left tackle, who doesn't really play and it's not what he used to be. I think he hasn't really played in like two years. I think we're overreacting to the loss of Tyron Smith. Honestly, <laughs> I think he's really good. But I think that um, I think that Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy were preparing to not for him not to be there. And honestly, if you look at like a quarterback like Tom, the left tackle is not as important. And yeah. if Dak and if Dak is making rhythm passes, intermediate short passes, what he typically does, his dink and dunk game that his guys up for yak. His left tackle not being there is not going to be as significant as it would be for like a Patrick Mahomes type or Joe Burrow who hangs out in the pocket for a long time and wants to throw the ball deep. Right. But 
But I, I just want to see what what the uh, Bucks look like. You know, Julio's number six. Brady skipped a week and a half of training camp. Their offensive line, you know, they left with Brady, and he came back. They didn't. Uh, new head coach. Yeah. I, no Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. No Evan Ingram. I'm, no, I'm sorry. He's a giant. Oh, yeah. Ingram. Cameron Bright left too, didn't he? No, Brent's still there. Brent, no, Brent. Scotty Miller. I'm sorry. Scotty Miller's gone. Yeah. They, but I mean, look, we're talking about Julio Jones, uh, Russell Gaines. Julio by God Jones. Yeah. Uh, Russell Gaines was Falcons WR1 pretty much all last year. He had the most receiving yards of wide receivers. I think uh, he's hurt, though. Well, he was hurt during camp. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans has been a stable in Tampa since he got there. Think about yards. That guy went from that guy went from uh, Johnny Manziel throwing him balls to Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. What a come up in life! I mean, and I, and like I said, I like Jameis. I do too. I'm a big Jameis guy, actually. Um, Jay Boo wins, right? I think that's like his handle. What do you think he's going to do to us, Pause. I think he's going to be a little rusty. I. The thing is, you don't you don't go in with any expectation on a Falcons defense because we, we then you just set yourself up for heartbreak. You but, can go for four hundred. Uh, I'll say this much: the Dean P's year two system, I feel like, has got to be better. He certainly wants it to be better, and he's been very vocal about it. Like, and I like the, I like the idea that the old man is coming out and he's saying what he is saying because at the end of the day. Uh, Falcons defenses have always have been pushovers in the league. And he said, he said, he said, I'm tired of this shit. It's basically what he said. And I feel like he wasn't just talking about his defense last year. He was talking about in general. He's talking to Rich. Defense has been. He's talking to Rich and Terry. Mainly Rich. Oh, yeah. You said Dean was talking to them. Yeah. Hey, Rich, I need, I need some, I need some boys back here, man. Well, they're trying to do all they can to get us sucked in. Like Friday, Gucci Man performing at Atlantic Station at a Falcons rally with players and the coach and the GM are going to be there. Like, this is the only city that does something like that because they have to get some sort of interest in yeah, the game. I, I'd rather them be at Flowery Branch in the fucking facility trying to win games. Me too. That's all I care about. I care about them winning football games. But at the same time, you know, they don't want – this first game, you know, the Falcons, I think the last three years have won like five games at home. We won one last year. No, we didn't win any last year. No, we won one last year. We beat Detroit. Yeah, that was it. We, and they technically count the Jets game as a win. That don't count. Though. We went there for it. We didn't. We didn't we see won like five games at home the last three years. That's alarming, man. Yeah. That's- and 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 I sit I sit by the visitors. I'm usually surrounded by more of them than me. Same, same. Obviously, we're right. We're both on the visitor side, and I'm down there. You know, I could uh, I could make a crab leg joke with Jameis or something when I see him. Whatever, right? Uh, and if Deshaun was playing when we play Cleveland, obviously, I could have had a sign that said "Free Massage is here," and then put a number up or something. But uh, you know, a little rug and tug. Uh, shout out to you, <laughs> name on the, on the league this year. Uh, any any oh, other matchups you care about? I mean, we got Joe Flacco. Oh, oh, well, come on. Of course, Russ. 
Come on, man. The 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 Monday night game. Uh, you almost missed that. But uh, of course, Russ Russ returning to Seattle, and we'll think about really and what he's still once he plays that game, he still will have never played a game. You know, well, he's played games outside of Seattle, but just the fact that the first game that he gets not in a Seahawks uniform is still in Seattle, it's pretty interesting. And um, and guess what? Let's ride. And he's gonna get booed and booed. He's gonna get cheered to start. If they cheer, if they cheer him, that's disgusting. That's disgraceful. Brady got cheered. Who? Brady. I mean, he won. He Brady was, was there, but Br- Br- Brady was not retained. Russ asked to leave. Russ asked to leave because they weren't going to get rid of Pete. And I mean, we can kind of spin into one of the topics on on my ledge, and I'll actually remove it from the ledge. You know, no, we're going to go hang out on Lee's ledge. So Lee's ledge is a new segment that we're going to be doing where I give out some takes that people may not agree with. So, I think that Russell, excuse me, I think that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick had it right when they were looking to replace their established veteran quarterbacks. And I think the powers that be got in the way of them actually making the moves that they wanted to make in order to make in order to change their franchise. Pete Carroll is really big on competition. You know, no stone unturned. If you're not competing, I don't want you here. I want the best person for the job, but I also want you to be under some level of pressure so that you never get comfortable in the seat. And he's echoed that. And there's been this idea that in football, your quarterback shouldn't have to compete for a job. The quarterback should be comfortable. But if the quarterback is the most important position in in football, I would want him to be comfortable once the season starts, but I don't want you to think that just because you got a four-year deal here, you can't get your ass cut. You can't get your ass traded. If we find something better or we find something more economical, which is what we saw uh, Pete uh, and the Seattle Seahawks trying to do because, you know, Russ got upset when he found out they tried to trade him for the first overall pick. Uh, Russ got upset when uh, Seahawks brass showed up to Josh Allen's pro day and showed up to Patrick Mahomes pro day. Sounds like Seahawks brass had their their minds in the right place. Like, oh, we can get younger and we can get better. Well, well, there's that aspect of it. But then also, I mean, you can look at it how you want. Wow, bad kick by the Bills. Uh, you can look at it that way, too. But at the same time, these guys, they could be out there simply scouting. As well, in a sense of, well, we know we're going to have to play against them. Let's just see, like, which one of these guys is the real deal. And that way, even if we're not going to select them, we've got the know-how. Or if we do want to select them, we can make the trade. And certainly, Russ is so established at this point to where we could get a guy like that and put him in. But here's the thing. So, in the article, it's uh, Schneider used to work. He worked with the Packers. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we had Brett Favre, and we went and checked out Aaron Rodgers' pro day, and lo and behold, he fell to us. So they're like, if one of these guys fall to us, we want to have as much information as possible so that we can bring him in. And kind of the last thing with the Russell Wilson thing is that 
you know, he got upset because he felt like Pete Carroll, uh, you know, slowed down his MVP uh, bid. And there I was read, a game. I read, I read that on Pro Football Talk this uh, week. Yeah. And, and 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 I read the ESPN article. Let me give the guy credit uh, who wrote it, Jeff uh, Legwold. I said that right. Sorry if I didn't. But anyways, he they were up twenty four nothing in the game at half, and then Pete only called five more passes at, at in the second half, and Russ was upset about that because he wanted to get MVP. And I go, hey man, that's not it. That's not it. Like you're up twenty four to nothing. Passes equal less time running off the clock and easier easier turnover opportunities. It's one thing if you're up like two touchdowns, I got it. It's a three-score game, man. Really a four-score game, but it's a three-score game at the least. I'm not mad at Pete for doing that. The defense hadn't given up any points, and Russ, then if you remember in that season, Russ started turning the ball over a little bit more, a little bit more, and they changed the offense. They started running it more. Uh, they didn't let Russ cook as much, and the team still made the playoffs. Now, they fell short in the first round, but they still made the playoffs. And I really think that Pete didn't let Russ cook because Pete understood Russ's capabilities, Russ's limitations, and I don't think we give Pete enough credit for being a brilliant football mind. And to tie it back into Bill Belichick, Bill knew that Tom wasn't what he used to be. He knew what Tom was going to cost. He's like, hey, we don't have the pieces to maximize Tom. Let me go ahead and ride with Garoppolo early because I know that he's competent. I know he can do what we want to do. And you see uh, two seasons removed from Tom, they make the playoffs with a rookie, Matt Jones. Mac Jones, like, Bill knows what he's doing. But the difference between Tom and the, di- and the difference between Russ is Tom got – Tom didn't, Tom had the pressure behind him. He wouldn't want a Super Bowl because if you're the guy, it don't matter what's behind you. You're worried about what's in front of you. And 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 same thing with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but what's he do? He goes out and wins two straight MVPs. Yeah. So like, you know, I think that competition's always good. It, iron shot is on. If you got a young guy, hot shot, first round pick, or <laughs> in Tom's case, a second round pick in Jimmy G, and you're able to go out there and uh perform better that's good for everybody it's good for the team and it's good for the rook because then the rook knows that he's behind he already knows he's behind because he's a rook but it makes him want to get better he has to get better working with you he's got to get better and so i think that uh they that that they're it's these are things that are that are needed in the league we need more of that and i think that a lot of people you know everybody knows i love bringing the falcons into this but a lot of people in atlanta Hated that for years. Matt Ryan really never had anyone to push him. <coughs> Chris Redman, uh, Matt Schaub came back. Matt Schaub came back and he was older, you know, because he was already. I think he had went through that span where he had like four straight weeks of pick sixes and games, and so he wasn't the guy. Even though he filled in admirably for one of the rare games that Matt Ryan has actually missed, he did fill in eight for like four hundred yards. Uh, but you know, they just never really last year. It was a uh, one of these years, it was Ben to Kirk or some shit. Uh, well, last Felipe year, Frank, I mean, these are the guys that were backing people up. Last year was Rhodes and Felipe Franks, yeah, bad, yeah. But you know, 
And I, and I take all of this back to, you know, I get beat up by you guys for saying, like, I'm anti-Russ. It's not that I'm anti-Russ. I just want to be honest about Russ. Russ is a fucking diva. He is a fucking diva that masquerades as a team guy, and he gets all this love and admiration. The, the guy, he got to a Super Bowl early behind a historic defense and a great running back who's Hall of Fame caliber. I'm not saying he's going to get in, but Hall of Fame caliber. They get back. He throws the pick. and You see Randy Moore here. Huh? Yeah, I see. Yeah, a little Brandon Staley. But it's crickets, you know. It's crickets for us. And he doesn't get he doesn't get the scrutiny that he deserves. And everybody always wants to point back to Pete this, Pete that. The offense is too conservative. The defense isn't what it used to be. Good tackle. That's a great tackle. They better not give him forward progress. They're oh, gonna no, give it to him. That's a first down, sir. That's push yeah, it back. He does not deserve forward progress for that. He wasn't he was never down. He and he leaned. He forward. was stopped though. He was stopped. It was a great tackle. He just didn't finish. Or he didn't Without have the people from behind him came in and pushed him forward. Hey man, look, this is what I'm saying. That's a first down. That's a first. That's a first. That's a first. Different angle, yeah. He, he, already there anyway. Yeah, Sheldon, he was already he was already there. He was already he there. Won the Sheldon credit for pushing him forward. Absolutely. But that's that's how he actually got it. Because he was yeah. right at the line. They would have had to measure if he didn't do that. But like Damn, that's a good tackle. God, Cooper Cup is such sure-handed too, man. I like Cooper Cup. And, and the thing is, I know that he gets a lot because of what he did last season, but, like, man, he was so great in college too. Like, he's like he's like the NCAA leader in yards. Like, he has, like, the record. Granted, it was at East Washington, but, like. Cooper Cup doesn't get the respect that he deserves because he's white. Yep. Uh, people think he's like a Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman guy. He's not. Uh, he's more a Wes Welker, but way better. But he's also bigger. Wes Walker, had like, Wes Walker had like four straight years of 100 yards and like 1,400 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns, eight touchdowns. Like, let me see. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker, this motherfucker, Cooper Cup had I think 18 touchdowns last year, like or 19 or something. Like, bro, he put up video game numbers last. Cooper year. Cup's also six two. Like he's not little. He's yeah, Wes Walker was like five nine. Like Cooper, Cooper Cup is the size of your number one receiver. He's he's he he had a. I want to say his his three cone was uh, as fast as Devontae Adams, and uh, for receivers, that's a better that's a begner that, that that's better to tell you how good they'll be over the forty because a three cone lets you know how they're cutting and shit. He's just white. There's two positions yeah. in football where white guys just aren't the guys, and that's wide receiver and cornerback. It's the most. It's the most. Well, well, no, 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 no. At at wide receiver, you you got to be a slot guy. You're okay. Yeah, but but I'm saying being an X or a Y. Yeah, no, you can't play X or Z as 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 a as a, as a, as a white guy. Really, an X, you damn sure can't play X. But no, you name a white corner. You can't. I think Boyd brought this up one time. Like Adam Archuleta is the last one. Well, Jason Seahorn. I mean, it's like Jason Seahorn. Yeah, like these are like the guys. Like they're just positions that aren't typically uh, dominated. By a white player, and 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 they're also the most diva swag positions on the field. Wide receivers have style. Cornerbacks play with flair. These guys, they have personality. White guy like Cooper Cup is just a put my head in the dirt, uh, go out and fucking catch the ball, man, and get these yards, get that yak. I I had a friend who played defensive back um, at a Division One college program, 
And his DB coach said that he would not play white guys in his defensive backfield. And this coach was white. Hold on. And, you know, I'm not saying that's the right answer. I'm just saying, you know, here's what we see. White boys don't play corner. They don't. They don't. And then even even rarer, well, not rarer, but almost just as rare, even safety now. Well, yeah, because now we have less box safeties and we have more of these, you know, like. Yeah, you can you can go be a John Lynch thumper. Ooh, hell, John Lynch, the last elite guy that I can remember playing the position and being white. Weddle was close. Okay, well, 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 Weddle's like mixed. Is he? He looks it. He doesn't look white. Thought he Eric doesn't look hundred percent white. I, well, no one's hundred percent anything, are they? Like, like John Lynch was all American white guy. Eric Weddle had a beard and a flat brim hat. Yeah, now nah, he's white. He's definitely white. He's hundred percent. I mean, it's looking like. Though? Let's see, personal life. He got married in La Jolla. Let's see. Let me see. Eric Weddle. Is he white? He grew up. Let me see. I, I'm, I'm seeing white. He hooped. He played baseball. Yeah, I'm seeing white boy, man. Let me see. Eric boy. Weddle. Uh, ethnicity. Yeah. Giving me, it's giving me white. Uh, well, maybe he is. And if he is, I can guarantee that Eric Weddle is the type of guy that's got like a black, uh, he's got like a black wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. Does it not kind of strike you maybe as that being it? Like, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he listens to rap music. Cooper Cup definitely listens to league. That motherfucker played on the Ravens defense. Yeah. And Cooper Cup just caught uh, a touch. mean touchdown. On Poyer, too. Pretty good. I don't know if they're going to give it to him, though. Uh, I think he got it. Let's see. But, yeah, they gave it to him. Ball's yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah, ball's yeah. moving around, but yeah. Bro, he put three feet in. But the ball was bouncing a little bit. Bouncing around, bouncing around. Uh, let's see. Beast. Hey, do you think that Aaron Donald was really going to retire? Like, you know, he's sitting in his paperwork. Yeah, I just think that they wanted him. I think that the $30 million, he just wanted to get paid like a quarterback because he's the best defensive player in the league uh, and possibly all the time. The Rams said they received the paperwork and he didn't uh, – and they didn't send it to the league office. You think uh, Kroenke looked at it and said, hey, pay that motherfucker. It's my money. Basically, he told Les, he said, look, Les – I don't know what Arthur was doing with you in Atlanta, but uh, he's, 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 he's like, he's like, he's like. I tell you what, Les. He's like, you're a big fan of hockey. He's like, who won the Stanley Cup? Colorado Avalanche. He's like, he's like, you know who owns them, right? Then he just looked at him. He's like, who won the Super Bowl? We did, right? He's like, you know who owns it, right? Hold on. You know what family I married into. Right. Do you, do you realize you realize that you've been shopping at my wife's store your entire life, right? And you see who her brother just bought and how much he paid for it. What is 30 fucking million dollars to me to get that motherfucker on the field? And, 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 and because he's such a once in a lifetime talent, nobody's going to match that. We're not 
yeah, the market changes to where the next great defensive tackle, what, Grady Jarrett got 18 and a half. And Grady Jarrett, you could argue, he's a top five defensive tackle in the NFL. Nobody's going to get paid what he's getting, even defensive player in general. Nobody's getting, no, what did Bob Miller get, like 23 million a year? Something like that. And everybody said that it was an overpay in the way the contract <laughs> is structured. It's, it's a front-loaded contract, so it, it, it looks bigger than what it is. 30, probably seven? No, he's like 32. He's Cam Newton's draft class. He's at 35, 36. And then he'll ring chase or go back to Denver. Yeah. Is that not how this stuff works? Yeah. Speaking of stuff like that, uh, uh, this is just a random tidbit because I saw it uh, from the athletic. I got an email. (coughs) We talked about him earlier, Matt Schaub. You saw Matt Schaub got named like the president of the NL, NFLPA. He got what now? He got named like the vice president of the NFLPA. What does that mean to me? I don't know, but like it's just interesting because it's Matt Schaub. And anytime there's anything Falcon related, it just. Uh, we are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. Do you That's have an NFLPA executive director? I think that's a good move. He's 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 fresh out of the league. Fresh out of the league, and he's played both sides. He's been a guy that was a backup, mm-hmm. then was a pro bowler, and the yeah. best player on a playoff team, then went back to being a veteran backup. And he's yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think he's one who understands both sides. And so often we forget that people don't understand both sides uh, when we put them in, in positions. Like you look at someone like Chris Paul. People go, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's great what Chris Paul's doing for the NBA Players Association. I mean, he's an he's, asshole, though. What Chris Paul does is great for high-end players and older players, older high-end players. It's not great for somebody like Man- – like, uh, what's his name? The Manimal? What's his real name? Uh, Kenneth Fareed? Oh, yeah, guy that's been out of the league now three years. Maybe. He kind of got, like, phased out, and the amount that you would have to pay him at his age and years in – it's not worth it, but he's probably more valuable to a team than some of these young guys who are on the team. Him. Uh, who's another guy? I mean, guy Blake Griffin like, might be cooking. Like Thomas. Yeah. They just they cost too much for what they bring because of the CBA. And 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 think about it. I, <coughs> it's so crazy. Isaiah Thomas, the year he got injured, contract year, but average 30 points a game, bro. How sick is that? He didn't get a deal. Well, he should ended up getting dealt to Cleveland, and then he pissed off LeBron. Well, you know you can't do that in this league. No, no. Rich Paul will put out a hit on you, and it's over with. Yeah, Rich, Rich, Rich doesn't stand for that type of stuff. But speaking of Rich, they were uh, calling. He texted me today, um, so he's out there in uh, Utah trying to find a house. Which, okay, so he's still on to do the show, and hopefully, I think he's coming to the game with us on Sunday. Okay. So we'll get to meet him, and we can even talk and get the date solidified. Okay. He doesn't report until October 1, but he is, and he's out there. He's he's trying to buy his house. He's going to buy a house out there. Smart I mean, it makes some kind of sense. And no, I, I, smart. I told you this in the group, so I told him about your take. Uh-huh. Yeah, I worked out with him, so we actually worked out. We went out to the tennis court. You know how uh, in basketball or in football, how wide receivers have the the ball shooter. 
The so jug machine, yeah. Tennis. Yeah, so we were out there doing that in tennis. Man, I hadn't worked out like that in so fucking long. And, of course, to see him do it, it's like it looks easier for him. I'm out of breath and shit. And I'm like, all right, you get in. Like, I'm like, you get in. But uh, hell of a workout. Hell of a workout. Just hitting tennis balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because think about it. You're, you're working your legs, but then your arms, too, and just coordination in general. I was a tennis player back in my day. Never. I, I did lessons, like, once when I was, like, 11. And then I did it. I, I took it as a course at Morehouse, and that was it. I never – Julian was an all was like Henry County Player of the Year. Yeah, Julian he like he was pretty he, good apparently. Yeah, he rolled it out. I stopped in the eighth grade because I was on the tennis team, uh, and then I made the baseball team. And the baseball coach made me quit the tennis team. He said you can't play both. He's Are like, they both spring sports? Yeah, he was like you're gonna because the tennis coach was like, hey, you only got to come to practice once a week just to hit hit, hit around and then go to baseball practice and then come to the tournaments. And the baseball coach was like, no, you're going to mess up your swing. I go, dude, I've been doing this every year. Like, I didn't – like, I would play tennis. I would play baseball. Uh, real quick, non-athletes trying to coach are some of the worst things ever. Like, hey, because you're playing tennis, you're not going to play baseball, right? Well, look, no. they got to they they get somebody to coach the team, and typically it's a teacher, and unless the teacher's got a background. Like, luckily for me, like basketball – typically basketball coaches did play. Like my my coach, Coach Barry, uh, he got drafted in the NBA. He never played. He always he made a whole career overseas. He was the French teacher because he played in France, so he knew how to speak French fluently. But you know, then the wrestling coach, for instance, like was this fat guy. It's like it's like it's like he looks like somebody that gets his popcorn and beer and goes watch Stone Cold Steve Austin down a few beers and hit a couple stunners. What the fuck does he know? What the fuck does he know about technical wrestling? Like real wrestling. So I came from a high school with my high school. We had a state like we're a state championship wrestling program. Really? Like, like our middle our middle school team won region damn near every year. And our high school, my cousin, he has, huh? You got that middle school is a feeder school then. Yes. And my, my, my cousin, he won state twice while he was in high school. And they do uh, some different weight classes too, right? Like huh? 120, 125. Yeah, they got all that. Yeah. I, I considered wrestling and I was like, I was too young and immature to be like in the singlet rolling around on a dude. I'm like, yeah, nah, that club. ain't. I mean, I guess you did. You wear a cup in football? Nah, I I, I did it in baseball, but I didn't wear one in football. Yeah, me neither. I, the cup was uncomfortable. A lot of chafing. It's like it slows you down in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're always adjusting. It's not like it might even cut you a little. Like, yeah, and you're always adjusting so it looks like you got stinking nuts. Yeah. And the, right, you, you put your hand in your pants to move it around. And, and see, yeah. this was in the day before, you know, everybody was just getting the compression shorts. Like, I, I had a jock strap. You, you ever wear a jock strap? Yeah, I, I wore a jock strap in uh, football. Yeah, you, you know, you're just sitting there fucking ass cheeks out. Basically, <laughs> uh, when you first get to the uh, locker room. Uh, yeah, I wore jock strap the one year I did football, but like I said, I was more of a compression short guy, especially for basketball. Uh, compression shorts. Uh, I got a funny story too. One time before a game, man, I put icy hot on my balls. Why? I don't know, man. I was an idiot. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was just doing stuff and like everybody like said that I wouldn't do it. And I was like, watch now, Grant, we got a regional game. 
Let's do a pick. Good. You know what? <laughs> That's his second pick. That Hill's second yeah. pick? Yeah. Boy, I said he's going to lead the league this year. You want to hear a funny compression short story before I get into the Bills being overrated? Is that Jamison Crowder? I didn't see. I'm looking now. Number 80? I assume so. I think that's Jameson Crowder. Man, who would have thought he was still getting a... Yeah, that was just a telegraph pass. But, like, man, who would have thought Jameson Crowder was still getting uh, some tread in the league? I mean, he uh, he could play for us. Slot with the Jets, but I'm just saying, like, he could play for us today. <coughs> well, <coughs> we have, I, we have a quick receiving core in the NFL. Let me tell you a quick compression. Yeah, let me tell you a quick compression short short story. Sophomore year, playing a little JV, right? Got this one guy. He played JV, but he dressed on the varsity team too. You know, got no burn. Just sit on the end of the bench. We get done with the JV game. He's like, hey, man, can I wear your tights? I go, no. What do you mean, can you wear my tights? I, I just got done wearing these tights. Like, right. there is a heart-shaped brown nut print in these tights. What do you, why would you want to put these, for one, why would you want to put these on your body? That's gross. Two, why do you think I would want these back after you put these on your body? And my mom's not buying me a new pair of compression shorts just because I said, oh, yeah, I let so-and-so wear my dirty compression shorts, and uh, I don't want them back. I can't – I'm not playing in cotton draws. Guys are weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> think about when we were in middle school and we played in cotton draws. Sweaty. Like, drenched. <laughs> they, hell, they, they damn near turn into uh... – what the fuck is Stafford doing? Uh, they damn near turned into compression shorts. Hey, look, you know what they were- we gotta we gotta bring we have, we've gotta bring tackling back to to training camp. <laughs> this game is some slop, and they're about to call PI, and that was not PI. Let's see. Hold on, I'm a little behind you. Let's see what it is. Yeah, it wasn't, but it's Cooper Cup, and I don't know who Johnson is. I, well, I know why they called it. <laughs> Because he's the triple crown winner and they get those calls and they're at home. And it's a the NFL. Look, the perfect thing would be if they run this clock down, don't get a touchdown, and kick a field. Ah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, he held him. He held the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Regardless, we know what the look, Rogers there. All Rogers gotta do is shoot a text. Funny thing about Roger, he did a uh, interview today on NFL Network, and he was asked who did, who would he like to see in the Super Bowl. He's, they're like, who's your Super Bowl prediction? He goes, the Super Bowl is going to be in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, he can't give a prediction because if he does and one of those teams gets in, it's fixed. The league is fixed. I told you. It's the NBA all over again. Tim Donahue. The, the NBA, you know what the thing with the NBA? It's fixed. The NBA does seem like it could be fixed. You gotta watch the Tim Donaghy. But, um, but the one thing that we I do I know I need to really catch that. And you already watched it. I don't know if you'd be down to watch it that night. Like when we if we go out and get back, yeah. Like and after football, I, I haven't watched it. So like I do want. How long is it? Is it like parts or is it like one whole? Dollar? No, it's like an hour. It's less than two hours. Okay, but is it like parts? Like three parts or no? It's one part. Whole 
Let's I, I, watch. I'm interested because of obviously the gambling aspect. And I know that now it's come out that he spoke on that Kings-Lakers game, which that's like the, one of the more obvious games that everybody always talks about. Uh, the thing, so that's Sacramento team. The thing that will get your attention is the way the, NB, the way the NBA handled it when the FBI got involved and they want the FBI wanted to do a sting and then somehow that story got leaked that they wanted to do a sting. So they obviously couldn't send Donahue in to be to do the sting yeah. once it got leaked. Because you know, obviously, David Stern's going to save his leak. Yeah, and call that guy rogue <laughs> and not just part of the boy. David Stern is low key. He low key was, and we were talking about the commissioner. Earlier, he low key was a mob boss. He, Nigga, cold envelopes. Not low key. He was cold envelopes. But he actually did the right way. He didn't talk about it. Well, and the fact that he was the head of the league from Jordan to LeBron. He shook he shook Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe's hand. He shook basically your three biggest stars. Matt, uh, he wasn't the commissioner when Magic got drafted. But he either way, he shook your last three faces of the league. He might have been the GM when uh, – he might have been the commissioner when Giannis even got drafted. Real quick, Giannis thing I saw for his documentary that's coming out. That's coming out way too soon. Well, he's from the, on Disney too, though. It said uh, from the streets of Athens to the NBA. I'm like, bro, you know how many niggas in the NBA came from the hood? Give a damn about him being from the hood. Hey, uh, after we get close to the halftime, Buffalo is up by three. But do you think – oh, God, this is some bad football. I love it, though. I'm going to hit my under in the first half. I took under 25. I, I would like for the Rams to score a touchdown here just because I have them. I mean, they're covered regardless. <coughs> I have them plus three and a half, but uh, I would love for them to cover. I mean, like uh, to go, go up and Oh, stand. come on, Maddie. You get... – Oh yeah, no, that coverage cannot break down. That that's bad. That's bad. That that line is just not good. Well, and that might be, and that's where I was. Well, but the Bills. I mean, I stopped acting like that Bills defense wasn't ranked number one overall last year, and they added Von Miller. Yeah, but they Add played them. against they played against bad teams, and that was a three step drop. Damn. I'm getting smoked in my WNBA game. Well, that's your problem. I know, right? Why did I even bet on this dumb shit? <laughs> I, I, I went against uh, – well, it's because they outscored them 18-8 to eight in the third quarter. I, I bet against us, the new CP3. Or maybe the original, maybe the real C, CP3. It's something I mean, because she say. got rings with hers, right? Well, ring, they're like, they're like, they're like, she's an MVP – a defensive player of the year, Olympic gold medalist, NCAA champion. They say, they're like, how is she not the real CP3? And it's just nobody like, watches her. Because, well, well no, nobody watched it, but Chris Paul also trademarked it. He's been called it since day. His his career started before Candace Parker's. They were kind of around the same time, but his started before hers. And, and he mofa. Right. They're both Hall of Famers. They're going to go into the same exact Hall thing. But come on, man. It's not because he's a man. It's because he plays in the NBA, which men just so happen to be the only players in it. 
Do you think we could get a, a camera crew to cover us just going through the College Football Hall of Fame and that make that like a pod? I, I, I would be down for it. I've never even been. Me neither. Yeah, I've never been. And it's quick, let's, talk, let's watch this field goal, and then we'll talk about too much preseason bills. Like 57 yards. This ain't Justin Tucker, man. Come you on. You think now. Matt Gay gets it? I think that's my kicker. And I think he got it. Oh, you love it. Let's see. Go to the old fantasy app here. He did, in fact, get it. He did get it. He got plenty of leg. They said he would have been good from 68. That's that's record type shit. Well, they got that heat wave going on in L.A. right now, so. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, man, it was so fucking hot out there this past weekend. It was well, so Temecula's already hot, period. But not just there. I mean, San Diego. I was in San Diego and L.A. They were both. Uh, that's right. I was in all. I basically did the tour of Southern California. The three places to go in Southern California, I hit all last week. It was burning up. But did you guys? You, have a think, you would think being close to the water like that, that you don't get that type of heat. But global warming, man, climate change. Don't let the Republicans tell you that it's not happening. It's well, happening. Well, we got to get with the commissioner of. The United States, because that's basically what the president is, right? He's like the commissioner. Yeah, he runs this thing. Yeah, apparently. Even, even though Congress runs. But uh, he's just, he's kind of just the mule. He's the face. Just like even with the NFL. I mean, we all know the owners are who run the league. They're, they're the guys that own, there's 32 guys that own 32 different corporations. And some of them more than one. Cronky, he, um, he has a little influence on two. But hey, are the Bills overhyped? Uh, I thought that they, that first drive was very impressive. Okay. Um, overhyped. I think I don't like how everybody is literally picking them to go to this. Even if you're not picking them to win, everybody, including myself, everybody is legitimately picking them to go. I think that they are that good, but I also think that the expectation is so high. to win, And I get it. There's like five teams every year that it really is Super Bowl or bust. Buccaneers, Super Bowl or bust. Rams, even though they just won, it's still Super Bowl or bust. Uh, the Packers had been a Super Bowl or bust team. I don't even know if that's really the case this year, but like. Uh, At Aaron's age, you would think it's Super Bowl or bust. Bills, Super Bowl or bust. Uh, why are the Bills there? They, they've only made it to the second round. And then they lost their OC. Oh, one AFC championship. Huh? Two years ago, they were in the AFC championship. I'm talking about last year. They only made it to the second round, and then they lost their OC, and they haven't been able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I think, Why should I crown them? I think, the, I, I think the thought is, is that they don't have to run into Patrick Mahomes more than likely this year. Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes and, doesn't make the playoffs. Exactly. Either that or he's going to be such a low seed to where – even if they play them, they're going to play them in Buffalo. And we saw what Buffalo did to New England. Man, you want to talk about it? Just a, an ass. I mean, those people have been waiting for years for that type of game. Again, especially against Bill Belichick. Fuck if Tom Brady's out there. Who cares? It's still the Patriots. And to whoop Tom, to whoop Bill's at, those are the type of games that you, you just, you just, you, you're always waiting for. Like, I think they're just a team that's on the come right now. Like, and it's just kind of one of those things where, they what uh, does it mean if you're on the come? 
So if there's a point in craps and you're on the come, it's basically we're just waiting on it to hit. Okay, I thought that meant like point. You're basically betting point. I thought you meant like you were hepatitis and you're like on the come and as you're coming, you know, you're passing on the hepatitis. No, no, not sexual at all. (laughs) Nothing to do with bodily functions. Only thing to do with uh, gambling. Hey, are you happy to see that Drew Brees got fired after a year and not having to hear his terrible analysis and lack of energy at halftime? Not very good. Not very good. He sucked. Not very good. And I'm trying to think, who do they have on Amazon for Thursdays? Sherm, Herb Street. I know uh, Herb Street and Michaels are calling. But yeah, Herb Street and Michaels are calling, but they got Sherm. Sean Payton. Huh? Sean Payton. Sean Payton, Sherm. They had a key, but he decided to step away because of his brother's legal troubles. Naturally. Akeem is so good. He was raw, and he needed some refining, but he was so good. Once his stuff with his brother goes away, he'll come back to a job in broadcasting. Uh, I really like Akeem, but I I just think the Bills got too much preseason hype because they haven't proved enough, and they're just too – like, we're acting like – Lamar and the Ravens aren't coming back. We're acting like Patrick Mahomes doesn't exist. We're acting like Derek Carr didn't just get the best receiver in the league. We're acting like, you know, Josh, uh, or just give me Justin Herbert, his team didn't get better, and he's not arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We're acting like the Bengals didn't sure up their offensive line. We're acting like the Steelers didn't get a better quarterback, and they're a wild card. They are a wild card. It could be anybody on any given day. I noticed you didn't bring up the Broncos. Why would I bring them up? Because they've been a consistent seven and ten, eight and nine team. And they're gonna be a consistent nine and eight team this year. Well, but they're adding a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who hasn't won a Super Bowl since what 2013? And his play has his play has taken a step back. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Now hold on. He's been better. Statistically, he became a better player post those Super Bowls. Similar to right. Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, when they won those first three Super Bowls, Tom Brady was not lighting up. The nah, he was, he was handing he was, it off. He was a 3,000-yard guy, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. Good, but not great. Then, once the defense, once, you know, McGinnis, Brewski, Richard Seymour, once those guys were kind of gone, then they were replacing them with guys like Junior Seau, who's on the back of his crew. Then that's when Tom was throwing for 4,800 yards. 37 touchdowns, eight picks. And then, you know, then he had the five, uh, I guess he had 5,000 that year, the 50 touchdown season, 5,000 yards, like that type of shit. When he he was actually putting up Peyton Manning numbers. But, but Brady was, was winning championships and getting to AFC, at least getting to AFC championships like that. Did you know Uh, that Tom Brady's never had a losing season in his whole entire career? How impressive. And Russell just had his first one, but here, but here's my knock on Russell, right? He's not running anymore. What made Russell so great was the threat of the run. And even in that article, one of the things that came up that really had Seahawks brass upset is Russ had a wide open field to get a first down. He throws the ball uh, and he and it, and, it, and it gets picked off. And it's like, hey, man, are you worried about your stats or are you worried about winning games? And I just think Russell is into Russell. I think Russell, he has a receiver's mentality. He has a point guard, the NBA's mentality. Uh, They say that he compares himself to like the Brady's, the Mannings. You're not that, dog. You're, you're, you're Drew Brees if you're lucky. 
there. And, 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 and let me tell you, being within the Drew Brees category isn't bad either. Like, you want to know? No. Who Drew Brees, you want to know who Drew Brees actually is, but better. If we had to, you know, if you did a versus of NFL careers, Drew Brees versus Brett Favre. Brett Favre has three MVPs. Drew Brees has none, but they both have one Super Bowl. They uh, Brett Favre didn't even win Super Bowl MVP for the Super Bowl that he won. It was Desmond Howard, uh, the worst college football analyst on the on on TV. Drew Brees, yeah. No, yeah. I'm talking about Desmond Howard. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that man's know, terrible. Drew Brees would do Notre Dame stuff too for NBC. When I look at Drew Brees on TV, ah, <laughs> oh, we didn't shout out the Queen. Fuck that old bitch. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, I, I won't take the route that everybody else in the group took. Uh, I won't take it publicly. I, I, I think it's one of these things where she's she. And I'm not trying to be funny. She was an old <laughs> bag of dust, bro. Like it, <laughs> she's, 90, she's 96 years old, man. She's she's lived two lifetimes in a lot of communities, and so uh, I'm know, not. We're, we're talking I'm, about she basically lived two 50 year lives. Like I'm not on, from man. the UK. Like, she doesn't affect me. I, I just don't. You know, I hope her family fine. British or nothing like that. Like I fuck with our brothers and sisters over in the UK. Like I do, but like. I hope her family finds the the solace that they need. Other than that, during this tough time, yeah. Other than that, you know, that. Hope <coughs> oh, I didn't get fucking COVID. Uh, I'm vaccinated, so I'm gonna let you know. I, I I I'm not gonna social distance. Oh well, I mean, I'm vaccinated too, but like. It was a guy that was coughing behind me on the plane from L.A. Oh, like, oh. He, but he wasn't covering his mouth. And, like, low-key, I almost turned around and said something to him because he was sitting behind me. And was like, he, he white? He coughed. And this is a red eye. Was he white? Yeah, he's an old white guy. He's clearly, like, late 60s, almost early 70s, kind of out of shape and, like. Oh, he could be kicking dirt soon. Yeah, basically. And the motherfucker was coughing Taurus sitting next to me. I'm just like, I'm like, bro, is he going to cover his fucking mouth or what, what is this? And so uh, I, I want to say that that's almost where I got it from, this cough. And it, like I said, I don't I don't have a fever. Anything. I mean, I went to a funeral today and we had to wear a mask and take temperatures. Like the only thing I have is my nose is a little stuffy. And then I am, I'm not coughing the entire time, but I do have a cough. But I think I'll be better. I haven't taken any medicine either. So like, and it kind of started yesterday. Oh, look here. I'm not sleeping in your room. I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm fine. Yeah, you'll be good. Plus, uh, I mean, let's see. I'm to go by Saturday anyways. True. Based on the CDC guidelines that we don't follow anymore and Fauci stepping down, who knows? Free for all. <coughs> Monkey pox. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not missing that game. I've been waiting too long for this. Who are you telling? Hey, do you think uh, Lamar gets a de- uh, deal done on Friday? They no. say deadlines get deals done. He says Friday it's over with, and uh, he's not talking about it until the off season. They're gonna have to give him fifty k. Is this DK playing uh, steel, steel drink? Yeah, I'm not. My, my volume's not on, but yeah, whatever it is, it's DK. Yes, yeah, DK. They got uh Cameron Jordan. They got Simone Biles. They got Lil Wayne.
Everybody just loves the fucking Derwin James. Push a T. I assume that girl in the 49ers jersey is like Sweetie or somebody. I don't know. Why does Tom Brady fuck with? Yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. I don't really know what Sweetie looks like. Uh, you think Jay-Z's got his hands all over that? Come on now. Hope did, right? Now, come on, how you get Wayne and pushed there? You know, they beefing. It was beefing for years. Oh, you know, that is true. They're both in the same commercial. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was- only Hope can make that. Hope or Jay Prince. <laughs> I wonder if Drake's a Buffalo Bills fan. Depends on the day of the week. I, I know he's a big uh, Odell Beckham fan. Uh, he's got a little bromance with him, but. You think of the bromance or you think they do gay stuff? You know, people have said that, that they think that. I mean, I, look, Holly Weird is Holly Weird. So, you no, know, no judgment if they do gay stuff. It's just, yeah, a well, you know, they should probably let the women that they screw because they both screw women too. They so, probably screw the same women at the same that, time, you know? It could be that. It could just be one of those things where they switch women and they orgy and. They compliment mm. each other's penises. And the women, the women may, may may hang out with each other while they, you know, you, you never know what happens inside the bedroom that you're not in. Well, that then they sign NDAs. Oh yeah, the, the, the they'll, they'll have them put in jail for 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 years if they even said anything, and then they'll adamantly deny it. And, and the phones are downstairs. Say that she didn't mean it. Please don't, you know, put him in jail. And then they're like, no, she's going to jail. And the phones are downstairs. Oh, and then by the way, her family, if they want to come out and speak about it, they can get some of this jail time too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I bet those those NDAs are ironclad. I'm talking about they came straight from uh from the McNair family. Uh or the James household. Now I'm not saying LeBron does anything, but I'm just saying that's a squeaky clean fucking superstar, bro, that ain't never had nothing on his resume. And Say I see how Rihanna mean. looks at him. So does Lamar get a deal done? No. I don't I don't think that we wake up tomorrow and see Lamar with a $50 million, two, a, a, a five-year, 250 fully guaranteed. Hey, are you supposed- he, wants. he wants 50 a year, and he wants it fully guaranteed because Aaron Rodgers is making 50 a year, and Grant, he's a three-time MVP, but he's making 50 a year, and then – D. Watts shit is fully guaranteed. So that's what he wants. He wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL and it needs to be fully guaranteed. And I don't think that it gets done. I think, look, we both agree. I got him as offensive player of the year. You have him as MVP. I think think that he is going to ball out this year. And I think that either they're going to pay him or what he really wants to happen is going to happen. He's going to get franchise tag. He'll probably play well again. They won't do it again, and then Miami will know whether or not they're moving on from Tua by then. Hey, do you um do you have an athletic subscription? I do not. Okay, so I was reading the athletic. Um, let me give a plug to somebody who's not going to pay us, right? So if you get a New York Times subscription, you get a free athletic subscription. It's just like $6 a month uh, or something like that. Like $6. I don't know. I paid more for less. Anyways. So I was reading this article, and 26 agents uh, were speaking about NFL stuff, and 
obviously they're anonymous because they want to protect themselves and protect their clients. And it was really interesting to hear them talk about the Lamar, the Mar, the Lamar Jackson piece, right? Yeah. Because some agents were like, he needs an agent. He doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, they, blah, they, blah. Okay. You're just trying to protect yourself in your job. And then one agent was like, people are critical of Lamar, but Lamar has a plan and everyone's bothered by it because he hasn't told him his plan. Like he's just not, he's not talking to the media. He doesn't have an agent. And so it's different, but another sack, bad snap, bad football. Um, but at the end of the day, Lamar has a plan. And if you listen to what's being, what's being kind of leaked, it's what you just said. He wants to get French. He wants to go Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He just wants to go Kirk Cousins. It benefits him because he's, the only gamble is his health because he does run the ball a lot. That's the only gamble. The stats, the accolades, the appeal, the superstardom, it's all there. And he was he's a Heisman winner. Think about it. You know how long it took for the NFL to finally get it right when it came to the guys that were Heisman winners getting drafted actually being good in the league. For so long, anyone that was a Heisman winner was a straight it was a straight uh college type player they were never Matt Liner like these guys they were never none of them none of them really none of them Reggie Bush was good but disappointing Reggie Bush and I I I mean this to this day Reggie Bush is the greatest college football player bro I ever witnessed I swear to God man he used to he made it look so easy out you know you know Eric Boyd was at the Fresno game when he did the back juke you know the first time we ever saw a back juke Eric Boyd was at that game wow but he's a California kid Tenzel yeah. Town, right? Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. But still, but still, he was. You never expect the 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 big moment to come from the USC Fresno State game. Man, I, well, right, your Heisman moment. Your yeah. your yeah, but 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 USC was also kicking everybody's ass, so it didn't really matter who it was against. He just did something that was unreal. But yeah, Lamar was one of the ones who 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 transitioned properly, right? He won the Heisman. He came into the league. Rookie year, he plays late. He makes a difference, gets him to the playoffs. I mean, he, he has one of the highest winning percentages uh, in the league since he's been starting. Yeah. There's some, meat, there's some meat on that. There's some meat on that bone. But look how long it took Matt Stafford to get the meat off the bone. White quarterback. And he got he got paid at the top of the market. And they say, oh, well, Lamar doesn't make the passes this. He doesn't do that. Well, Matt Stafford hasn't made a Pro Bowl, and he still got paid. He was still the highest-paid quarterback multiple times in the league because he was up, which goes back to what we talked about last week. Lamar does not need a fucking agent because all the agent is doing is taking the money that he's going to make anyways. That that he that the market itself is already it's a preset table. We know what's on the menu. We know uh, what utensils are needed. We know everything about the restaurant. You know, we know what drinks, what cocktails are going to be served. We know everything about that market. Hey, you know the one thing I did hear though, uh, Jason McIntyre, he's replaced Joy Taylor on the herd. Um, You're very happy about that too. I don't have an opinion on that yet. I don't know how yeah, well he yeah. fills that role. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You, you know, goddamn well. You said great. <laughs> now I can. Uh, Joy Taylor, she got a promotion to a job where she's going to get more time to speak, and I think that's great for her career. Uh, But anyways, 
he said, like, look how much money Lamar has left on the table in uh, uh in, in endorsements. We don't see him on any endorsements. Hey, dude, maybe he doesn't want to do those endorsements. I'm sure the phone calls make it to him or his mom. I, I think that people have an idea of what they want star athletes to be, and they talk about leaving money on the table. But if you don't, if you come from very little, and for the life of Lamar's contract and the endorsements he has received, he's probably set for life if he manages money properly. Absolutely. So he's in a win-win for what he's looking at moving forward. It's okay to bet on yourself when you've already set yourself up to be good for life. You know, I, I think far too many people in the media speak from a place of privilege because a lot of them come from that. And they're trying to squeeze every dollar out of every opportunity and get a certain level of security. Like, hey, I want this five-year deal that pays me this dollar figure. And then you got somebody who grew up less fortunate, like, hold on, bro. Y'all going to give me $8 million a year to do something I would do for free? Now all I got to do is pay this financial advisor a little piece and give him half of my money. And he can go flip it, and, and I'll really be straight. Doing, he's not really doing any work. Who? Like the 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 financial advisor. I no. mean, he, I guess he's doing a little bit of work, but the guy, the product on the field. That is why it's so important why they don't want to leave any money on the fucking table because if they're leaving the money on the table. That matter of fact, at that point, they're really going up there to negotiate it and tell them, hey. Pay this man. Uh, I, we're getting this because this much is going to him, and this is how much I have to get. So in the deal, I'm really working his money into my deal. Is what it is. But think about it: if you're an agent, are you getting the best deal for your client, or are you getting the best deal for yourself? In the case of Freddie Freeman, according, it was for the agent. So I think it varies. Like, yes, of course, they all want like. Rich Paul, for instance, I, I, I'm not going to speak too deep on it, but like Rich Paul with Colin, there's already a set amount, right? Like he, there was a set amount that he was going to make, but Rich also, because he's in all the NBA team's pockets at this point, he knows what his value is and how much money that he would get. And this is the best deal. This is the best deal. And it's just like the more money I make you, the more money I make. But you know, but Rich – Rich is a little bit different because he's a real power broker. And we don't know because there's rumblings that some of those teammates in Utah may be Lakers soon. Yes. That, what, what Rich is that setting up. Be, uh, that, bro, they might not have anyone from the team last year on the team. That, dog, that's why That's why I had that take, bro. Like, you, that's a tough, Josh Allen's a tough motherfucker. To yeah, up. yeah, that was a nasty stiff arm. Yeah. Remember what Rich Paul, how how Rich Paul changed the Lakers before LeBron got there. Like that was a that was a two year move that he made. Yeah, they were setting up to win the title. Oh, Scott <laughs> gets credit for the tackle, but oh, he oh yeah, film gonna be nasty for him. He ain't gonna like that. Who Scott for uh Rams? That stiff arm he took. Like yeah. he he tackled him. But now, nothing you can do about a six-seven quarterback that runs probably a four-six. It's, it's white Cam Newton. It's more accurate. 
better Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Can we call Zach Wilson a bust yet? And we talked about this pre-production. No. No, no, no. Just because he's a rookie. I just – I don't want to give up on him yet. <clears throat> now, the injury aspect of it, very unfortunate. Very, extremely unfortunate. It just seems like he's getting bad luck. Guy didn't even start all the games last year. I, I, I think that what it will come out as is he can salvage his career – but at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily that he's a bust. He just was clearly taken way too early. You know, I'm, I, I can't call somebody a bust after year two, after year one. And, rookie, and he's you got to go through a rookie contract before yeah. we can label you a bust. Like Geno Smith, even though he was drafted in the third, or was it second? Second or third. But remember, he was supposed to be a. Some people thought he was top five pick. I mean, he lit it up at West Virginia. Yeah, but, and then he was pissed that he went. EJ Manuel went before him. But you know what? Geno's had a good career. Geno's had a better career than EJ Manuel. Well, EJ Manuel's um, calling. He's like on the ACC man, network. His ass is getting. Mm, he's getting chewed up, and this. He, he just completely ran over him. He did not go and try and make the tackle, bro. He let he let he let the contact come to him. Look at well, this. And maybe, yeah, you know, he had he, has he, has two, he, gave, up, he gave up four or five more yards because of it. He he has two picks, so he thinks he's played. He's done enough. Well, I'm talking about twenty-two. Oh, I was talking about two for missing the damn tackle, ankle biting, and missing. <coughs> well, this is where with that Rams defense. I mean, look, you got Aaron Donald. They still got Brockers, right? Well, never mind. <laughs> and Isaiah McKenzie makes up for the fumble early or the drop, the yeah. interception pass. That drive just looks so smooth and effortless. Maybe they're not uh, overrated. The came back. They were down 10 points in the third quarter. They're about to win by seven, and they're headed to take on the uh, Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA Finals. Uh, which team? The Connecticut Sun. Oh, uh, Dijanae uh, Carrington's on that team. I just bet on them because they were dogs, and I was like, well, why would Chicago go back to the championship this year? They're plus 165. I took a money line. So this Bills <laughs> touchdown is kind of pissing me off because I need the Rams to cover. And a field goal makes it a four-point game. That, that doesn't give me the cover. Really. Like, well, so, Matt, maybe Matthew Stafford comes down and scores one. Hopefully he answers because we already got the first half under. Outside of that, that's all I need for my parlay. I, hey, well, you I, know what, though? You, you you know where I think the Jets messed up with Zach Wilson getting back to that one real quick? Yeah, go for it. I, I I think you don't lose your job if you take Justin if you take Justin Fields. And and the thing was was that Justin Fields to me and what everybody saw, he went to the now granted, Ohio State played like five or six games that year, COVID year. But he was still that guy the year before. He was the number one guy. He was he was rated higher than T Law overall, and they both and, were in class. And there and there are some people who still and, have, like Georgia wanted Fields over T Law. I'm aware because that we 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 landed him. And there are people who still will put Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. I forgot who I was listening to, but last week they said they were saying like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the most uh, talented person in the class. They go, huh? I think his arm is more talented. 
Well, they said no. Trevor Lawrence isn't more talented than Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the most talented quarterback in the class. But I was so it's two people I've listened to. Trent Dilfer is not a Trevor Lawrence truther, and Greg Cosell not a Trevor Lawrence truther. Two people who, when it comes to quarterback talk, I respect what they have to say, and I truly believe, and I and I and I, I really heed what they say. Right? You understand why? They, they right. give you the why, which is what's important. It's not like Skip Bayless just saying something. You know, and, I mean? Or Nick Wright telling me that he loves Trevor Lawrence's neck. I, I don't care about his neck, okay? His hand um, size. Yeah. A lot to him. But Trent Dilfer talked about he's a half-field reader. At, Clemson, at Cartersville High School, he read half the field. Clemson, he read half the field. He, he can't read the whole field. He sticks on receivers too long. So that doesn't allow him to get to option two, option three, because he's sticking on one too long. And I go, that makes sense. That makes that tells me why he threw 12 touchdowns and 17 picks as a rookie. Right. Not saying that he can't recover from it, but I saw his high school team because I watched him multiple times in, well, in high school. He's a hometown kid. He's, you yeah, got he's from my hometown. I wouldn't watch him. I watched him at Clemson, again, because he's a hometown kid. I will watch the bad games because he's from my hometown. He hasn't dealt with football adversity. Well, right. Because, right, his first loss was, like, his first NFL start. Like, in, like, well, he lost the national championship. Well, no, he, he lost two games he, in high it was school. His regular season, it was his first regular season loss in, like, since his freshman year of high school or something. Yeah, like, he, he, he lost, I think, two games in high school. The two years, he won state two years. Two years they didn't win it. So, the, those two losses. In college, he lost, like, Two, maybe three games? I think it was one. I thought it was only one. Three they went years. undefeated the year that they won. No, nah, he lost at least two because he went undefeated. They went he uh went he played three years, they yeah, won it all right. one year. Right, that's true. That is true. So he lost, yeah, he lost like four games going into the getting to the league and, you, you, and then you, lost probably four out of his first five games in the NFL. Well, he played for Herb. <laughs> Played for Herb and the Jaguars. Let's not forget right. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But getting back to the Zach Wilson thing, it's like, hey, if I'm going to be wrong, I want to be wrong on the guy who's been highly touted, who has the body, the size, the arm, the athleticism, the smarts. Like Zach Wilson, Greg Cosell said, yeah, he has the best arm talent in that class. Best like throw of the football. But Zach Wilson did not play good football against good teams. Zach Wilson peaked in the COVID year. That's when he really popped up into people's minds. And only only uh, Chris Sims, who is a hot take artist, who says, I want to work in a front office. I don't spit out hot takes, but he spits out hot takes all the time that are not good. Uh, was like, he's my number one. Most people were like, Zach Wilson's your three or your four. You know, some could say he's the five. It just depends on how you feel and what you're looking for. Right. I would like a Mac Jones. I would take Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. Agreed. And I, I thought that, you know, it wasn't because of where he went to school necessarily. It wasn't this, oh, he went to BYU. He he plays somewhat subpar talent or whatever. Because uh, they were good. BYU is pretty good. They were 10 and 2, 10 and 3 team. They were always ranked. Like, you know, like they were, you know. They teetered between 17 and 25 the majority of the year. Yeah, they play good ball there. Uh, Tyler Algier, new Falcons running back, was his running back. And linebacker and everything else there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy played a lot. And 
I just think that a thing with Zach Wilson is he's getting thrown into a team <laughs> that this year added more talent. And I think that that's why we have to give him more time. That's why I can't call him a bust because he's got more talent. They Last year it was Corey Davis's first year who kind of a bust himself. Yeah, he got overdrafted. Yeah. Uh, and it was such a head scratcher when he got drafted because everyone was like, because what he went to, it wasn't East Carolina. Where'd he go? No, nah, like middle. He, it might have been like Middle Tennessee. Yeah, it was just it was like a, it was a directional school in like a re- Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, or some shit like Let's that. See. I'm looking it up right now. West Michigan. Yeah, like yeah. So he played in the MAC. I mean, and granted, uh, West Michigan's coach is McElwain, so for, former Florida coach, right? But like, hey, no, he might have not even been there when he was there. A B part two, or was A B Central Michigan? A.B. was Central Michigan, but A.B. – I think A.B. originally was committed to, like, Miami or Florida State or something. Ooh. And then, like, it was – See, maybe Greg, Greg Jennings went to Western Michigan. Yeah, Greg Jennings went to Western Michigan. Yeah, funny story, too. This guy, A.B., sitting in first class. Uh, so, for the listeners, I went to New York yesterday, and uh, Antonio Brown was on my flight. I don't know who the fuck Matt Stafford was throwing that to, but uh, AB's on my flight. And I didn't notice him when I was walking in because I sat on the row behind him on the opposite side. So when I walked in, I wasn't really paying attention. He's wearing glasses anyways. I'm thinking it's just another nigga, basically. Because that's flying out of Atlanta, that happens. Yeah, well, I'm just like, it's just another nigga. And then when we're sitting there, he gets up a few times. And I look at his bag. I was like, okay, he's got like a Balenciaga-like. This really big bag. This is like at least five to $7,500 bag. He's wearing Yeezy Balenciaga boots. And then it hit me. Of course, I looked at him in the face. And I was like, man, he kind of looks like AB. And then I hit the group. I was like, well, I was like, I swear AB's in front of me. Then he stood up. And I saw the God, uh, whatever. And I was like, that definitely sounds like some shit he was saying. And like, I'm like, bro, it's Antonio Brown. Like it's AB. So then when we get off the plane, at first I was going to record him and, you know, I was just going to be like, his business always moving. And, you know, I knew he was going to respond if I did it, but instead we're walking down the escalator together. And then I act surprised. Like I see him. So then I was like, I was like, his business still moving. And he's like, yes, sir. Then I, him up. I was like, man, I'm a huge fan. Whatever. I was like, bro, you, you know, you literally arguably the best wide receiver of the 2010s. And, uh, you know, he's like, appreciate it, all this, that, and the third. And then I was like, man, we need the Falcons to pick you up. Because we're coming from Atlanta, right? And he was like, he's like, he's like, call up blank. And then um, he's like, he's like, he's like, man, he's like, he's like, he's like, it don't matter. He's like, God got me. He's like, so does Ye. <laughs> I don't know why he threw Kanye in there. We but, are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. You know why he, he said Ye got him? You know why he said Ye got him? Because he probably does. The checks keep coming. I know. That's what I'm saying. Ye, Ye probably is putting him in a position to excel. And you can only get that by already being on, being one of the best wide receivers. Really, you're a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He is. You're a Hall of Fame and, wide receiver. And you saw the games where he, when he got the targets, the production didn't change. I, even at older with Brady, he was still cooking. 
Yeah. As a as a third option on that team. Business was always booming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my very interested in running a guy like that. He was dancing on the plane. He had his headphones on. Like, bro, he this nigga was literally dancing. I couldn't believe that he was doing it in the middle of a flight. Like, well, it, it's he's probably just being true to himself because he knows people are watching him. He's a nigga, man. <laughs> I, I watched him leave the football. He's, he's a Florida nigga. That and at first I was gonna do this. But then I was like, no, nah. I was like, that's the, you know, God's plan. But then I was like, what's his other dance? It's this, right? It's like some shit in this. I, I don't know. It's something, right? I don't they keep up with the that shit on dance. Question for you, though. Yeah. Can we go hang out on the ledge again? Let's hang out on that ledge. What if I told you that uh, the 22-23 NFL season – we're going to see the return of the run game. We're going to see offenses that are that are carried by the run dominate the league. And I don't say this because I think it's, you know, just a hot take or something that um just to be different. But I you'll never you can never get me off of believing that a run game and a good defense can win games. You know what I mean? And what a good defense looks like today is not what it looked like in 2002. I understand that. But if you have the formula of playing good defense in today's NFL and you can control the clock, and especially if you if you weave in a good special teams game, you yeah. will win games. You know, the Patriots what won 10 games last year, made the playoffs. The year before, they won seven games with Cam Newton, who's now out of the league and will probably never take another snap in the NFL. It, it, it worked. And then I just went through the teams that I think are going to be powered by their run. Doesn't mean that they won't have electric passing games. Don't mean that they won't make big chunk plays with the passing game. But I think they're going to be powered by their run. You got the 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 Rams. Sean McVay's offense is built off of the run. Yes, with Matthew Stafford, it's become more pass happy, but that offense works because of the threat of the run and the running backs that they have. San Francisco, enough said. Now, now they got a quarterback who can run. We gonna we gonna see something crazy. Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh is going to win games this year, it's going to be because of Najee Harris and Mitchell Trubisky being creative back there. And it's certainly a lot more mobile than Ben. Right. Uh, you know, there are some people who coming out of high school try to get Mitchell Trubisky to uh, convert to uh, safety and not play quarterback. So that's the type of athlete that Mitchell Trubisky is. Uh, New England, if they win games, it's going to be because of that three-headed running attack that they have. Baltimore. Yeah, tight ends, tight end pass game run. Gus Edwards, uh, uh, what's my man's name? Um, Ohio State. Dang. <coughs> Damn, what's the running back's name from Ohio State? The good one. For Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson. Run, run. Cleveland, if there's any chance for Cleveland to be worth anything, uh, before Deshaun Watson gets back, it's going to be Kareem Hunt and, more importantly, Nick Chubb toting that piggy. Because 
Jacoby Brissett ain't shit if he ain't got a solid run game. In Indy, Matt Ryan's going to have the best run game he's had since Michael the Burner Turner. And you can argue better. And I was going to say maybe better. Philly, similar to Baltimore, they're going to be creative with the run. They're going to make they're going to make chunk plays in the passing game, but run base. Tennessee, they're going to run the ball. Green Bay, with the best quarterback in the league, they're still going to run the ball with AJ Dillon. And um, they're going to lean more on the run. This is going to be the most that they've leaned on the run. Eddie Lacy had a couple good years, but like this is going to be the most they've leaned on the run since Amon Green. Yeah. And you know, Amon Green was pretty fucking good with Brett Favre. Like, yeah, I think he stirred the drink. Honestly, I mean, yeah, Donald Driver, uh, and Brett, of course. You know, like they they were a thing. Uh, Bubba Franks, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I remember all these guys. I, I love. I used to love playing, man, so much as a kid. Like, bro, I used to franchise. I do the. They only let you do thirty years. I'd go a whole thirty years in franchise. Oh wow. Yeah, man. I, by that point, I had switched over to like five different teams, and they were all in different cities. And that same division, you're going to have Minnesota. Dalvin Cook is still the the, the the straw that stirs that drink. I don't care. I don't care how good Kirk Cousins is. Is poised to finally kind of be in a lion sheer role. I mean, they got the other Williams that was in Green Bay still, but oh yeah, you talk about the Lions. I don't even have the Lions on my list because I don't think they're going to be a good team. But you can throw the Lions in there. You got Eric. In order for Jared Goff to be successful, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. You got Arizona. The split. Well, I'm not a James Conner guy. I'm not a James Conner guy either, but they run the ball in the red zone. And that run. Cliff doesn't run the ball as much as we'd like. Okay. I know that. But in key moments, the threat of that run makes their team what it is. And that's what I'm getting to. And then finally, Denver. Well, I got Dallas. I got Dallas. If they're going to be anything, it's going to be Zeke and Tony Pollard. I think Zeke has a bounce back season because he's going to be healthy. And finally, we got Denver. Hey, it, Denver's it, it, going to be run first. And, and let's not even. And this is why I was, this was important because I was going to give you over under. So now I formulated what that over under hey, is going to be. Hey, can you can you carry for like a few minutes while I go pee? Yeah, go ahead. All and right. that I'm I'm glad that you brought up the running game. And I'm going to wait until he's back in order for me to actually talk fully on what it is, because I'm going to present uh, big baby with uh, an over under for the season so that we can go back and look at it at the end of the season and see exactly if Lee's ledge is something that he gets pushed over or something that he hangs on to like uh, the cliffhanger man from PBS. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but you had the cliffhanger guy. He's like, can't hold on much longer. It's funny to me. But you look at the NFL and how it's went from a running league to a passing league. And that trend is showing with these staggering numbers over just the last three years alone that I just looked up on how many thousand-yard rushers that we have. So let's look at 2021. You had 7,000-yard rushers. Jonathan Taylor being the overwhelming uh, rushing leader with 1,800 yards, almost 500 yards, and the Nick Chubb, who was second, who shares, who shares carries. <coughs> then you had Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, and Zeke Elliott. Now, these numbers are a little skewed because there's so many guys, especially in a position like that, that get hurt, right? It changes a lot. 
you get hurt, yeah. and, and it'll make those numbers change up a little bit. And I was just telling kind of the viewers how I'm going to come up with your over-under number. We're going to be able to look at it uh, at the end of the season to see if, you know, Lee's ledge is something that you're getting pushed off of or that you're just kind of standing there and you're looking. Or okay. you, you turn it to the, the cliffhanger guy on PBS. You remember the guy can't hold on much. You know that guy? Yeah. And so, uh, so 2021, there were seven 1,000-yard rushers. Okay. Jonathan Give me Taylor, names. Who, huh? Give me some names. Jonathan Taylor, who's the overwhelming favorite. I mean, who, you know, by 500 yards beat out second place with 1,800 yards. Nick Chubb was second in the league while sharing carries. Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, and Zeke Elliott. Zeke had 1,000 yards last year. Uh, so 2021, it was seven in 2020 okay. in 2020, it was nine of them. Now with the okay. 2021 number two, what we have to realize, Elijah Mitchell missed a lot of games. He would have been a thousand yard guy. Of course, Derrick Henry was a thousand yard guy. He got hell. He almost had it anyways with eight games. Yeah. CMC. There's, there's a, there's a lot of guys. CMC, uh, Aaron Jones is really a thousand yard guy, but 2020, there were nine thousand yard guys with one of them being Lamar Jackson. So technically, quarterback in there so eight running backs and then in 2019 take a guess how many thousand yard rushers we had 12 16 one of them being Lamar Jackson so 15 running backs so almost half the league no not almost half the league had a thousand yard rush even one's a quarterback so you go from 16 to 9 to 7 it's such an injury prone position but with 16 9 and 7 it gave me a perfect number over under 11 and a half uh, thousand yard rushers. 11 and a half. Give me uh, one second because I'm going down. And I'm looking at some stuff. We're talking about basically, will a third of the league have a thousand yard rushers? Let's see. I think so. I, I'm, I'm going through my list. You're going to take the over. I'm probably taking the over. Okay. Um, you know what? Absolutely, health is gonna be health is gonna be such a big thing. Yes, I'm 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 gonna go over. I'm gonna go over because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who my guys are too. That's what's taking me so long. That's what's taking me so long. I know this guy Jude is pissed. Why you say that? He's got 20 points from three different players. He's screwed already. Well, and Josh Allen being one, literally his highest scoring player, and you've only got 20 total between three guys. Does Jew really care um, about <laughs> fantasy? I, you know, the way that he talks about it, you would think he does. Well, I, now, I see now, the way he drafts. Have his results proven that he does? No. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I, I, I see his drafts, and I go, actually. Uh, Boyd's got to be really happy with his production. Uh, he's got two wide with this will still with the quarter left to play. He's got two wide receivers uh, that've got double digits. They're the only two touchdowns of the night. Well, not the only two, but they're two of the three touchdowns of the night. Okay, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Okay, you want to hear my over? Yeah, I got Elijah Mitchell. Okay, Najee Harris. Okay, Joe Mixon. Okay. Damian Harris. 
New England. Yeah. He was at 920 last year. I feel like, but New England is such a – they're like a three-running back. I, mean, I know that James White retired, but Ramondre Stevens is going to get the ball. They're going to give him the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping out on the ledge here, okay? okay? I got Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins, and Lamar barely sneaks in. He gets less than – he gets 1,000. Yes, Lamar okay. gets less than 1,000. He gets more than 1,000, but less than 1,100. Okay. I'm going to just say Antonio Gibson because his quarterback is Carson Wentz. And his coach is Ron Rivera. Robinson got shot in the leg. So he'll get – so good little portion of the season, he's going to be a uh, 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 workhorse. Nick Chubb because there's no Deshaun. Every year. I'm going to bet on CMC's health despite I didn't do it in the fantasy draft. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. him one? Huh? Would you have taken him one if you knew that you got a guaranteed healthy season over Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry? No, because I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be in winning games and Matt and Matt Ryan's going to like throw the ball in the flats. Well, and, and I think that Matt Ryan's going to because the run game is going to work so well. They're going to have even without the threats at receiver. Everybody's they're going to have to be honest. They're going to be Matt Ryan with that. time will put the ball in the right place, and I. So yeah, we got Jonathan Taylor. I think uh, Miles Sanders, if he if he's healthy, he's never had a thousand yard year. I know, I know. I'm going on. A, I'm going on a limb here. I, you almost. I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't a thousand yard guy either. But like, no, he's the eight hundred guy. I feel literally maybe a little bit, especially if he has the season that you and Mister Holsey believe that he's going to have. I I would almost be curious to say thirty five hundred past a thousand rushing for him because he's going to have. Probably two 100 yard games, a couple 80 yards, 70 yard type games, and then that stuff will add up. Hey, here, here's one. Here, here's my here's my weakest limb. Saquon. I'm not mad at it if he's healthy. Uh, King Henry. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to root against him. Oh my God, Josh. Dang, boink. Just threw a piss missile for a touchdown. No. Are you playing Boyd? No, I'm playing Wayne. I got Dalvin going for a thousand, and then I got Zeke going for Whoa, a thousand. They just turned the game off. Huh? They just turned my game off. Oh, that sucks. They have breaking news: two Break- Cobb County deputies killed. Standoff underway in Marietta. How many deputies? Two. Two killed. Standoff underway. Uh yeah, you don't care about that right now. You don't even live in Marietta. No, not really. Yeah, I. I mean, gosh, we could hear about that later. I got Zeke going for a uh, thousand because I think Zeke's back. If the Rams don't stop him here, I'm not covering. You're right. And then I got uh Javante Williams because they're gonna run the piss out of the ball. I'm fine with that. Uh, did you wait? You said Alvin Kamara, right? I did not say Alvin Kamara. Okay. I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I I don't know what that offense is going to look like. I, I I'm afraid of it. Jameis needs a running game to be successful. He does. And so anyone and, that thinks the Saints are a playoff team. Yo, this. Are you? You got the game back? Yeah, yeah, that's back. <laughs> Jay Ram and Stephon Diggs. This game they're playing is funny. I love it though. I do too. Oh wow! So all right, so the Cobb County deputies were killed while serving a warrant. 
Hey man, Cobb County ain't nothing to play with. I really need to get a stop here. Josh yeah, Allen really should just ran that shit in. Yeah. Like you about to do right now. I don't understand why Bobby Wagner bit on that uh pump fake. He he, he has to know where the line of scrimmage is. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen playing with him. He playing with him with the celebration. Maybe they're not overrated. <laughs> Shit. I need the Rams to come down and score a touchdown, man. They got to get this thing tied. Yeah. Well, you like that a lot. Does he, is Josh Allen his quarterback? Yeah. Considering he's throwing two touch, two interceptions. Yeah, he got it. Well, yeah, it was obvious he got it, but. Let me see. Where we at, man? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? You want to, you know what? We'll just stay. We'll leave that at the last ledge through two hours. We got to talk some college football, man. We do. We do. And then I need to, I haven't even put my picks together too. So while we're talking that, I'll at least be able to put my picks together. Go ahead and put your picks together, and I'll do a soliloquy on college football expansion coming soon. Give it to us. So, last week, the um, college football decided they're going to go to a 12-team playoff. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey was asking for this a long time ago because he was telling the rest of those peons in uh, college football, like, hey, man, we keep doing this four-teamer. I'm getting two in. If y'all guys really want to bite at this apple, y'all should probably want to go to this 12 team. So then I can put like, you know, four teams in and <laughs> and have a better chance of winning national championship because we just keep winning them over here in SEC land. And um, there were some commissioners who weren't with that. They had this alliance talk. They were pissed off at Sankey for grabbing Texas and OU. And, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. People want to be great, and they want to join the winning team. You know, that's what happens. And, and, and then, you know, some things change. USC leaves the Pac-12. UCLA leaves the Pac-12. Uh, there's conversations entertaining Oregon leaving the Pac-12. And all of a sudden, these same commissioners who didn't want a 12-team playoff decide they want a 12-team playoff 12 months later. And lo and behold, they vote, and now we have a 12-team playoff coming. Now, if you guys know me, you know that I've been against expansion. I wasn't the biggest fan of the BCS, but I'm like, you know what? They get it right. They crown the proper national champion every year. And then we went to four. I say, you know what? We still crown the proper national champion every year. Give Michigan a chance. Or Ohio State should have got in last year. Well, they didn't beat Michigan. And then Michigan got curb stomped by, by Georgia. Cincinnati, they've been good back-to-back years. They got NFL players. Give them a chance. Yeah, they get curb stomped by Alabama, and that's what happens, you know, because at the end of the day, even if you get two teams wrong, as long as you get one right, we crown the proper national champion. And up until this morning, I was listening to Joel Klatt while I was on my drive back from New Orleans, and until I heard his perspective, I was just anti-expansion because I think it's more games. Uh, I, I think it's complicates the academic schedule and calendar. And I go, how do we make this thing work 
so that we're playing more games, but it's actually worth it. And we go to 12. And the big thing he said is it becomes more inclusive and you have more games that matter. You have less teams who don't care uh, about the end of the season. But more importantly, with this 12-team playoff, we're going to see teams schedule tougher opponents. We're going to see less lollipop games, and we're going to see some more, uh, I don't know, Hershey's chocolate, little Reese's cups here. You know what I mean? The good stuff. Because now you're not paralyzed by losing. You can lose a game to a good team. Maybe you can drop two and maybe even a third game if you lose close games to teams that are qualified to make the playoff. And that's what's going to happen with this 12-team playoff. So let's paint out what the 12-team format looks like. Because it's important to understand what the 12-team format looks like. Uh, there's a possibility that it comes out before the 2026 season, but that's when that's the first time that it will be allowed. So the four highest comp, the four highest ranked conference champions will be seated one through four, each receiving a, a first round bye. Teams seated five through twelve will play each other in the first round on either. The second or third weekend of December, the quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in bowl games on a rotating basis, and the championship games will be at a neutral site under the current, as the current four-team format. And you look at it, you go, okay, so we're not just rewarding the Power Five conference champions and let somebody who wins a sorry Pac-12 or a terrible Big 12 or a disgusting ACC like last year without a top-end Clemson team just getting an automatic bid into the bye. I like that. So the rate the rankings still matter. But at the same time, the conference championship still matters. And if you think about last year, maybe Georgia doesn't even win the national championship if we go to the 12-team format because they didn't win the SEC. They don't get the bye. They got to play an extra two games or an extra game. But, again, a game that they wouldn't have to play uh, in the in a 14-team format. So you go, okay. Now, are there going to be some issues when we have a a – Again, like a Georgia-Alabama last year, a high-end team who doesn't win their cha conference championship being seated below a team who gets a bye, who gets um, – because they won a weaker conference and they're ranked lower, but they're, they are conference champion. Sure, but with the four byes, we're not rewarding all five power conferences because guess what? The Pac-12 – after SEC, after USC leave is not a a power conference. Oh, Stafford just threw another pick. Um, and even with USC leaving, I don't know how much of a power conference they are. Is the Big Twelve a power conference without Texas and OU? You got OK State. You know, <laughs> maybe. Uh, is the ACC a power conference? They have Clemson, who doesn't have an quarter who doesn't have a quarterback starting for them right now so i've come to accept that college football as i loved it 
as I grew to watch it, it's not what it's what it was. It's not going to be that anymore. It's no longer going to be a regional product that at the end we get these national matchups that we love. It's going to be a national product that makes money, a lot of money, better games, more national fan attraction, but I think it's going to lose some of the regional Paul Feinbaum callers appeal. Hey, Paul, this is Bill from Mobile, Alabama, and I just want to say roll fucking tide. Death to the War Eagles. We're going to lose that aspect of college football. But we're going to get USC versus UGA week four. <laughs> well, and, and the, I think the thing that makes the college football expansion more brilliant is it adds more intrigue because even if the same teams end up being those final four, they got to go through a little bit more to get there. And we know it's any given, in this case, Saturday, any given Saturday, at the end of the day, things happen all the time. Texas A&M beat Alabama. Now, granted, game was at Texas A&M, which in college football, home field means a lot. If these games are going to be played on neutral fields, I think that the in the early model, the way they talked about it, is like those first rounds would be home games. Which so more first round is school, it, at the school. The first round is home game or neutral site selected by the home team. So say if Georgia's the five seed, right? They they we might say choose, that they want to play in either in Athens or Mercedes. Or Mercedes, yeah. Alabama could say, you know what? We want to go Jerry World. That's our home state. <laughs> right. So Clemson could say we want to be a Bank of America. No, they won't. <laughs> yeah, Death Valley's kind of well, the other Death Valley. <laughs> but, but you know, here's the thing I really like most about it is I think we get better non-conference scheduling in a regular season because you're not going to be petrified to lose a game. Like we could get a George, we could get a Georgia Penn State game. In Happy Valley or between the hedges? Uh well, you know, uh, a home you know, a home and home over four years. Okay. We could get we could get Georgia USC. Yeah, Georgia USC. We can get well, Georgia Texas is already gonna be in the we can get Georgia OK State, you know. Uh and, and I think this allows the yeah, UCF Ohio. Yeah, Georgia Ohio State. I think we get the UCS of the world. We get them the opportunity to get their brains blown out. So when they start yelling, we deserve to be there. Because we went undefeated twice, just like Cincinnati did kind of last year. They're like, well, we went undefeated the year before. And lost to Georgia. With, with Georgia benching a lot of guys that were going to the league that just set out the game. And you guess what? You get less, you get less guys sitting out because they're playing for more. And you got those those bowl games become relevant again because no one gives a damn about the Sugar Bowl if it's not a a college football playoff qualifier. The New Year Six bowls have kind of like lost their luster, so it brings back the luster. So I get it. It, you know what? I'm so on expansion because the way of player empowerment and it's not about playing the game because you love it. It's about playing the game to get paid which I don't knock players for doing that, but you lose something. 
relevant games stopped mattering. Was it? Didn't Ohio State have receivers playing corner against Utah in the Rose Bowl that they didn't care about? Yeah. And, and, and Alabama did it too against uh, Utah in the Sugar Bowl that one year. Well, you know, Alabama also, uh, that's a touchdown. It's over, son. Oh, yeah. And Stefan talking crazy to Jalen. Oh, and he did the dunked on your head shit to Jalen. <laughs> he got Jalen getting cooked. <laughs> Jaylen, yeah, look up there, Jay, Ram. You got cooked, son. <laughs> The pills might be for real. <laughs> well, the real question is, gosh, you know what? We we knew that this was a fair weather. Oh yeah, you were beat. You were beat, Jay. The fans, and so like, what was Jalen doing? I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad because I did like the Bills to win the game. But I felt like Rams plus three and a half was just the it was the safest bet. It felt yeah, like, no, it felt I, like I, a field goal game. Same. It's a dog walking. Yeah, but well, you remember that one year the Patriots got their ass kicked by what Kansas City opening opening week after winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, on the Cincinnati, and that was a Monday night game. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm trying to figure out what coverage they were in though, because if you're watching that, was Jalen cheating? with his eyes in the backfield because he saw Josh Josh Rowland? Because it's not like Josh has a Teddy Bridgewater arm where he would just just not run with him. But I think Goodell's about to make the call. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing we miss when watching football is that you don't really know what guy they're supposed to do. Ever, you can assume, but you don't know what play was called. You don't know what their checks are, and you could be evaluating something totally wrong. Because uh, even with the PFF grades, people think that's gospel, but that's way more of cookie cutter what you're supposed to do, given this offense, given this defense. Maybe a little bit of inside information, but how much true inside information are those guys getting at pro football focus because do the coaches really trust them? I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not one of those guys. Like, I mean, I think that they, they have meaning, but I don't think that they determine anything. It just, what, what does it really tell? I mean, they don't have context. Yeah. It just, it, it, it doesn't really say much. And so, um, like the analytics that matter is like, what does this quarterback do on third and third and short when being blitzed, right? Those are some very specific analytics that can paint a picture to me that contextualize something, but the analytics that are often used on well, how television. How are they going to be in third and short? Who's the opponent? Like, it, what's the circumstance? What point in the game is it? Like, yeah, it, right. They're, 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 they, it's, it's like a, it's like, it's like going to a math class, right? I think we talked about how education, what we think is important for mm-hmm. high school and stuff. It's like going to a, a calculus class and you're learning about a formula that you'll never use in life. I'm sure that the, the formula is right, and I'm sure that, you know, there is use for it, but what difference does it make if the situation doesn't fit mine? So what? it's like pointless information. It's information and it's, and it's correct, but what does it mean? Bro, listen to this. I was taught... I was talking to my little cousin yesterday, 
She's the freshman at Tulane. Uh, she's a business major. Um, she's a business pre-law major, right? And we're talking about classes. And she told me she was in calculus. <coughs> and I said, why are you in calculus? She's, it's a requirement for our business degree here. I go, but you want to be a lawyer. And even if you didn't want to be a lawyer, you're doing business. You don't need no fucking calculus. <laughs> Did you take calc? Yeah. They made y'all take calculus? You took business calculus though, didn't you? Yeah. At Morehouse, yeah. Business cal. Uh, I think she's taking cal cal. That's a, it's a requirement. Now it's still, it, it, think about it, all business cal is, is cal, but uh, put into a business-like uh, word equation. Question. Have you used it in your business life? <coughs> Subliminally. Okay. I, I don't think it directly works that way, but there are situations where, am I using a formula? No. I, you just got to know basic math. In reality, but do you can you make it into a pro a, a, uh, a where I need a certain amount of profit margin with X amount of profit markup on each employee? How many employees do I need of this? Like it works itself out to where it can be used, but am I using it directly? No, is that how calculus is that calculus? Bro, I, I didn't take any calculus class. Well, I'm saying that's how it would be with business cal. Like, oh, wait, no, because I'm, I'm thinking like what you're saying in business, I, I'm thinking of that. I'm like. Isn't that like, it's not basic math, but it's just what's your, what do you have and what do you want? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and if this is inventory, when do I need to re up on inventory based on the amount of customers and what I'm selling or whatever? Like when, when, you know, that would be how it would be subliminally used. And that's more process analytics than that's, <laughs> we're, we're nerding out on other shit. Speaking of which, game on, but that's because it's so unentertaining. Can we chalk this up to? Uh, I don't want to say Super Bowl hangover, but just no, sloppy. No, it's here's what it is. Two big plays have blown this game open. Sean McVay gets 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 all this credit for not using the preseason, and I've heard far too many high end Hall of Fame players say, "I needed the preseason. I needed a tune up game." Wow. I, be, I yeah, bet you. you don't have a, I'm sorry. I know you don't have a TV up. It's nothing but Bill Sands in there. And I guess somebody ran onto the field. Oh, yeah, it's loud. And McDermott still ain't smiling. But, but no, uh, Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, they they played in the pre in the preseason. So did the Bills. Josh Allen threw a t- he did one drive. They took him out. He scored. Bra- a touchdown. Brady played in the preseason. Belichick. Played the hell out of Mac Jones in the preseason. Matt Ryan played in the preseason. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey over there looking sad as hell because it's it's the first time he's played real football since the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Rams are done. I think they'll be fine. I think if they see Buffalo again, it's a totally different game. Well, guess but, what? They get their get right game next week. They they got extended days rest. So they get to get the Atlanta Falcons. That should work out. It should theoretically it should work out for them to where. Marcus Mariota's on his back all day. And and, and look, let me tell you. Hey, I mean, he on his back more than a $2 hooker? Boy. 
boy. They, that's that's the good part for them. They they get a bounce back game at home against a team that they, for all intents and purposes, they already have week two lines up. They they should beat them by two touchdowns. They should. Now, I will, Falcons win week one. Let's say they win Sunday. That line will probably drop to 12 and a half, 11 and a half or something. Just because. And I, would, I would pound the Rams. I, I would too. And I will. But, man. Tyler Higby. You. So they're going to punt. I love this. I love this. I wouldn't even punt. For, yeah, there's no cover. There's no cover here. You know what I mean? Like, why not? I absolutely love this. Stop him. Don't get there. He got it. I just love this so much because I'm so tired of not playing football, being rewarded. Just so you can't play in the preseason. You can't practice them too hard. Dog, you don't get good at football if you don't play fucking football. This ain't basketball where you can go to UCLA, go to, to this that pro-am, and get legitimate reps in. They're, during they're the offseason. worried about Drake London too, because Drake London, for all intents and purposes, hasn't played a football game since October. He had the one catch in preseason against Detroit, and that was it. Didn't play the rest. And I, I think he actually got injured with the thing, but like, still, it just—I would have drafted Jamison Williams hurt ass anyway. We already got a big receiver in our tight end, Kyle Pitts. Give me somebody going to take the motherfucking top off. Drake London didn't run a 40 on purpose. I took the top off. and driven like hot sauce. Oh, I thought you said I took the top off of my made back. Nah, that's Gunner's like, I took the top off. You you know I don't listen to Gunner. You know I don't listen to Gunner. Me neither. I think he's one of the worst rappers ever. I see see people put up uh, clips from Pick, pick, pick. So is that four? Boy, he looked like Maddie in Detroit, don't he? <laughs> well, my... You can run back? No. Well, he makes the tackle. Where's Jared Goff when you need him? <laughs> Is that four picks? I'm. I'm... Who's on? I think he's Jews backup too. Let me see. I think it's. I'm seeing two right now, but I don't know if they've if ESPN's updated it. Boy, that Bills defense is something else. Yeah, nice no, it's three. <laughs> I mean, Cooper Cup has 11 catches for 92 yards. Um, I guess maybe Odell Beckham and um, and uh, Robert Woods mattered. Uh, Odell for sure. I guess because they were both technically pseudo twos. Jalen Ramsey said Odell Beckham's top five, and he practiced against him. I think that when he's healthy, he really is. I do too. I think when he's healthy, he – I mean, bro, he's cut from the same cloth, and I'm not saying because they all just went to the same school, but Jamar Chase and Justin – bro, they're the same type of – now, because Jarvis is the LSU guy too, but Jarvis – Jarvis is such a screen receiver. (laughs) Like – He's Jarvis is going to make a lot of money in the league. Open field and get yak. Jarvis is going to make a lot of money in the league, and he'll probably play on two or three more teams. You like Jarvis. You never love him. No, you don't. <laughs> you're always looking for his replacement, but you're happy that you got him. I.e. Miami, I.e. Cleveland. And we'll see the same thing. 
in New Orleans. It'll just take an extra season because he's from there. Josh Allen is one happy motherfucker. Yeah. This is going to be great for them. Like, it's it's proving everybody right why we all have picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, you it know, is. You know the Rams I, are a good team. Even with bullshit fans, they're still a good team. Look at Stephon Mall. And she's going to be at Jerry World on Sunday. You know, she living real good right now. Oh, man, you got to love it, bro. But that's the dream as a parent. Yeah. You get you get two kids, man. They made it to the league. Bro, they, they both they, they played against each other in the Pro Bowl. Like, come on, man. That's a proud parent. Like, no matter what she did wrong, she did it right. <laughs> exactly. And that's why they, I hate when whatever uh, she did to not only, I guess, they wanted to play football, obviously, but pushing them and really believing in them and or fucking the right person. That too, having the oh fumble, yeah. That you know that's too. why, that's why I hate it. Oh, Rams got it back. That's why I hate the Levar Ball like bashing. Because you're like, this man is 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 doing better than a lot of good parents. He's got three, well, two sons that made it to the league, but three in general still that I'm sure that uh, uh, Leangelo's rich, and I'm sure that he plays overseas. He played. In the, he played. Oh, uh, he played in the uh, summer league this year. He's been in the G I league. The G league, yeah. He probably has a management job with his brothers during the season, to where he he, he gets. Come on, man. They get him paid too. Yeah, he, he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. He holds the weed. <laughs> hey, no, Co- Cooper Manning ain't complaining either. Cooper Manning's on a TV show now with Peyton. Uh, the Capital One like college trivia show or some shit like it's like college well, game there. I don't know what it is. Cooper always had a spot on the uh, Fox show. He would always do a segment, kind of like Rob Riggle. You know, I don't, I don't. I, watch, I love Fox, man. I love Fox. I, I was, a, man, I was a church, church guy this year because Troy and uh, Joe were on Monday night. And Look, I, don't I, know, a, I don't know how I feel about it's Greg Olson and. It's not Gus because Gus is the number one college guy. Yeah, it's not. It isn't Gus, and I have to correct myself because I think I said that it's. Uh, I think it's Burkhart, Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, I mean, I think that's who it is. But in, it, <clears throat> for what it's worth, Greg isn't bad at what he does. I don't think Greg's bad. They they were grooming him similar to how Draymond's been getting groomed for TNT. They've been grooming Greg because when he was hurt, he would call games. When he was on bye week, he would call a game. So, like, they've been grooming him for it. But, of course, he's just going to get replaced by Tom Brady probably next year. So but the, the thing about Greg is Greg doesn't have the reps yet. <clears throat> and, honestly, I, I think Mark Schlereth might be the best guy Fox has. I like uh, Schlereth. I, he's, he br- he's got such an interesting take. You got to think about it. He's an O-lineman. And so, like – And he and – he, he actually teaches us stuff that we don't get every game. Like most of these offensive, especially the quarterbacks, they don't teach us shit. Well, Romo, R- Romo's calling out plays. He's calling out plays and he's losing his fastball. But you know what Romo can't do? He he can't entertain you during a bad game. You know what I love? When Peyton and Eli are drunk and that Monday night game's terrible. <laughs> 
and they're just going. Yeah. This is tough, man. Now, this is tough right here. I really wish if it was a two touchdown game, I'd have some faith. But I'm trying two big throws. I'm trying to figure out where uh, Cam Akers is. I swear to God, he hadn't taken a snap. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought nothing online. I promise. I, I let me matter of fact, let me type him in on fantasy and see if there's any intel. Like, I mean, there's there's nothing going on here. And right now, the Rams are just running the ball because they don't trust Matt Stafford with the ball. He's either going to throw a pick or get sacked. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup is out here getting 2016 Devin Booker numbers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are uh, these are all good stats, bad t- Do you something to where he's still top five in the league after week one? Oh yeah, he's gonna yeah he's gonna have the counting stats. He got the touchdown. He has over 100 yards now. But let me tell you, Cooper Cup did not impact this game at all. Okay, so check this out. Cam Akers has three carries for zero yards tonight. I thought I saw him once because he's wearing like number three now. Monday. That's the last. Let me get it on Twitter because Twitter is going to be a little bit faster. You know, Twitter's the best news source we have here in America. It really is. And it's crazy because it's so uh, it's so up to date. Let me see. Cam Akers. Because this is interesting. I mean, they're basically playing with a backup running back. Uh, look at this. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, Barstool posted it. Fantasy owners looking for Cam Akers. <laughs> you know, just from watching this game, I, and I'm going to go back and watch the replay tomorrow, and I'm going to watch the All-22 be a nerd. But we're, I'm looking at Cooper Cup, who has 14 targets. Tyler Higby has 10 targets and five receptions. That's fucking terrible. Henderson has five targets, but he's a running back. Strongawek, whoever the hell that is, he has four targets. Allen Robinson has one target. Somebody said Queen Elizabeth and Cam Akers have the same number of yards today. Maybe she has a little bit more because they actually moved her body. (laughs) You're a dick, man. You're a dick. Somebody said uh, Cam Akers is going to be commentating an 11 a.m. Syracuse-Boston College game on ESPN2 in two years. Hey, you know what? RG3 is pretty good. Hey, hey, let's talk about that. RG3 being pretty good. And um, Did you hear what he said about uh, the Michigan quarterback that scored? His last name is like Orgy. And I he heard it like, in real time. He, like, he I, through the hole. He said he gets to the end zone. And he said, and then we have an orgy. I, I heard it in real time. It was great. It was honestly a great call. Only because he had been waiting to get it off. And then, like, the guy's name is Orgy. So, it's like he didn't say anything wrong. That's yeah, he did. <laughs> but um, I, I, with uh, Pat, what is Pat's name? The fucking punter. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee coming to game day and and Robert Griffin getting in that booth and Herb Street going to Amazon. I know Herb Street's still there doing during the big games. ABC is looking to pivot because I don't care what nobody says. ABC doesn't like Herbie going to Amazon. <coughs> they don't. But you got to remember, man, they just, just backed up the Brinks truck for Troy and Joe. Now, like I said, the real question is, obviously, they're not going to call anything college. But they, that's why they bought, like you said, that's why McAfee 
They like the edgy. They like the edgy. Yeah. guy. Because they're trying to get rid of Lee Corso. Well, Lee, well, like we said, him and Dick, him and Dick were guys where I said, man, what are these guys just going to call it a day? Like, like their time has passed. Hey, look, if ESPN hires uh, Mark Titus and Tate Frazier, it's it's over with for Dickie V. Because they're the, they're the edgy college guys. If they were smart, if ESPN was smart, they would throw the bag just because they already do NCAA during the tournament. They would try and poach one of the guys from TNT, not named Shaq. But you, they can't be. They won't because they don't. They won't throw the bag, and they don't have to. They could. Did you? I feel like they could poach. Like Barkley clearly is willing to listen because he was willing to listen for live golf. But but you heard? Have you heard Charles Barkley talk about working at ESPN? No. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna find he, it. I'm, he hates the four letter network. I want Chuck to tell you why he won't work for ESPN. I, I don't even. I won't do it justice by Ernie. Ernie's obviously the TNT stable, and then uh, Kenny. The thing with Kenny is Kenny always is getting interviewed for GM jobs. So he he clearly, if he was interested in moving, he's more interested in actually working for a team. Here we go. Y'all are fixing to watch a live TV show. I'm, I'm sorry, America. In, we called inside the NBA. And and we're live here at Studio J. In Atlanta, Ernie Johnson, there's Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny the Jet Smith, Ernie, Charles, each other. No handshakes <laughs> before or after the game. Or any of people they don't like, Ernie. Uh, One twenty-two. I only. Wait, wait. Why would you go to ESPN? I don't. Wait. Why would you go to ESPN? That going to work me like a dog. What'd you say? But that's what I just said about Troy and Joe. Joe will call baseball. You, ESPN Radio, and then come up with that little puny yeah, thing. Nothing. And you ESPN Duport, I'm telling you, nothing good happens after one fifteen in the morning. ESPN Duport, they have your ESPN Duport, they say, "We'll be in Grasso." Uh, 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 hey, I'm a I'm a hey, you have been working on it, haven't you? Uh, uh, hey, thank you, Rosetta Stone. Uh, all, right. all right. Oh, yeah, some more garbage time stuff for Cooper. Great for the fantasy guys. Great for the great for the, the stat count at the end of the year. Uh, well, if he, if he didn't lose his foot, that was six. <laughs> You know, I think Matt Ryan. And you know Matt Stafford's going to reward him by getting him in the end zone. Matt Stafford likes his white receivers. Is Allen Robinson not getting open? Uh, you want to know what it is? Allen Robinson just isn't as good as Odell Beckham. And let me tell you, a game like this, I hate to say it, it's the first game of the season. I don't want to overreact, but – Game like this is where we see Odell Beckham get signed. Yep. We see him get his contract before Lamar. These are the type of games that get people like Josh Gordon paid. He already got he already got signed by Tennessee. Well, think about it. The number two wide receiver tonight is probably the other white guy. Yes. Well, it's Higby. Higby has like 12 targets. What Higby's a white tight end, right? So yeah. You know, these guys. <laughs> Just straight white guys tonight have been dominating the ball for the Rams, and maybe that's why they're not winning. I didn't say that, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I, 
I, I did. I said it. I mean, no Cam Akers. Ball's going to Cooper Cup. Well, that's weird. It's just it's weird. It's like Matt, Matthew Stafford just got sacked because he stared down Cooper Cup, and he has two linemen behind him on the ground. And it's one looks sucked. hurt. I mean, look, no, and, and, and this is what I'm saying. <coughs> the Bills have the best defense in the NFL, and they added uh, – they added fucking uh, – Yeah, now nah, he was covered. Oh, they're disrespectful, too. I saw someone on the sideline had the number three. For the Rams. Well, he he'll lose that when OBJ comes back. Can you change your number in the middle of the season? Yeah, he he'll, he'll get cut. All right, 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 right. It'll, it'll be a guy that gets cut. Uh, Tell you what, boy, Matt. Seven I wonder sacks, what Skip is doing right now. I'm not gonna lie seven to you. Sacks, what I, 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 mean, I think horse fumble as well. Hey, so after this, we're going to just say Georgia mollywopped Oregon, then we'll get yep. to the picks because there's only one game that matters this week, Texas and Texas, Alabama, Alabama. and that's on my sheet. And, I mean, there's another game amongst ranked opponents, but it's like BYU and somebody on the back Baylor. end. Another game that's in my picks. Who? Baylor. By the I like Dave Miranda, man. I think that guy can coach. BYU, oh, you talking about Baylor or BYU? Baylor. Dave Miranda? Hey, man, Baylor won the Big 12 and uh, their bowl, the Sugar Bowl in this man's second season a year after winning only three games. Baylor's a good program. And, 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 and he's such a cocky son of a bitch. He cut the guy that was his quarterback last year and went with somebody else. Hey, so clearly he's a, he's a talent evaluator. And he said he's better than you. And he and he told him he told him right after spring practice he said he's gonna start. He didn't drag it out to camp. He told him after spring practice he's gonna be the star. He's better than you. You're more than welcome to transfer if you want. We would love to keep you on the team, but he's gonna start. Hey, you want to hear some uh some Skip well, Bayless tweets? One. No, uh, it's almost another one. You hear some Skip Bayless tweets? Yeah, what's he saying? Are the Rams so confident Odell will resign with them because he lives? In and wants to play in Hollywood, that they're willing to risk waiting until he's completely healthy in November. Shocking, they haven't already locked him up. His stock just went up with A Rob's no show. A B stock is it might be going no show, up. Or is it just Matt Stafford not throwing him the ball? I mean, one target. I mean, I get it. Maybe he's not getting the separation, but like, I don't know. He's what? Al Rob's is 6'3, 6'4. Pretty like tall. Oh, he, he, here he goes. He, he gets one now. Was it a touchdown? No, the poorly thrown ball, and he wasn't open. That was a jump. It was a poorly thrown ball, but it was a jump ball. Yeah, that but sucks. Matt Stafford is starting to look like a lion again. The no look magic has vanished. They got Jay Ram right? burned again. <laughs> there, Aaron Donald's going to miss Von Miller. Oh, Lil Wayne going to be on Undisputed tomorrow. Last one. Let's see. Somewhere Bill Belichick has to be thinking, oh, bleep. Uh, he was thinking that regardless. I mean, this game, just reaff- this game just reaffirms Buffalo's status as the honcho of the AFC and possibly the league. Let me see what their schedule looks like real quick. 
just to see who they have to play next week. They get Tennessee on a Monday night, home opener. They should win. Yeah. But Derrick Henry is also better than Darnell Henderson. So, or Daryl Henderson. So coming off that list, Frank. And then they got an early game in Miami, which remains to be seen how good they're going to be, but certainly will be a test. Then they go to Baltimore. So three of their first four games are on the road. They could lose. And then, and then their next road game after those three of those first four. So really four of their first six games are on the road. And those road teams are L.A., Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas City. So they could be three and three after six. It'd be uh, a really good team. Well, you know, the, the Kansas City game is going to be the monkey off the bat. Even though they beat them in the regular season last year, I think that they beat them at Arrowhead because it was a weird game. They had like uh, uh, thunderstorms or something that like delayed it. But it's still, for them, that is still the hurdle, ultimately, regardless of if they're better. Like that is a game that they still have to flex their muscle on them and tell them, we're better than you, and then we're not even going to see your ass this year in fucking January. I got to see. What, and, and, and better yet, if we do see your ass, you're coming to Buffalo. I got to see what Kansas City looks like. You know, just like we had to see what Oregon looks like because uh, let me tell you, not good. Uh, not good at all. Not 49 good. three, not good. But, but like I said, do we chalk that up to Oregon not being good, or do we chalk that up to Kirby uh, turning boys to men? I, I'm gonna go with a uh, Kirby turning boys to men. Um, if we're gonna give Mario Crist, if we're gonna say that Mario Cristobal is turning around or uh Miami, then we gotta say that he has some boys up there at Oregon who stayed. They scored um, seventy against Bethune Cookman. Huh? Miami. They scored seventy against Bethune Cookman. <laughs> Come a fuck. Give a fuck about you scoring seventy against Bethune Cookman. <laughs> They barely got a they barely got accreditation and you down there beating them by six we'll put 70 on them, you know? But yeah, Mary McLeod Bethune would not have been very happy about that uh yeah. You know what? She did her job a long time ago. So you know it, it, whatever happens in the name of Mary McLeod Bethune Cookman, <laughs> Mary McLeod Bethune. I don't it, even know what the Cookman part's for. I don't either. Probably some random nigga they added to the shits. Yeah, just so we can get a guy on there, right? And we're not going to look it up to see because it doesn't matter because, honestly, there's only one HBCU that matters as far as I'm concerned. Three to – well, yes. Two. Two, yeah. More house. Don't leave our sisters out there. Yeah, don't leave our sisters out there. And, 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 hey. T- typical, typical, typical sexist Morehouse uh, elitist. Hey, we still got love for Howard and Hampton, too. Howard, Hampton, and family. We'll throw family into. What about our actual sisters? Uh, that one college youth name I can't think of. It's in South Carolina. Uh, uh, funny too. I met a chick from there. Benedict. No. Benedict. No, no. Yep. Benedict. Benedict. no it's, it's not Benedict. Benedict. That's it's Bennett. It's Bennett. College. Bennett. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Bob uh, Miller, two sacks. Diggs, eight catches, one twenty-two a touch. Outside of the picks, I mean, Josh Allen looked good. Yeah, he looked good in the second half. Four touchdowns, 350 total. Yeah, okay, Jew. All right, yeah, so we beat the hell out of Oregon. Uh, 
Sorry, Dan Lanning. You maybe should have kept your coordinator job for another year and got a better head coaching job. Uh, or maybe you turn around that – You maybe you keep that thing going and you just win the terrible Pac-12 for the next few years. You just got boat raced by Georgia. If, 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 if the AD and the president at uh, Georgia Tech lighten up, I mean, Georgia Tech will be a perfect job for somebody. But if Georgia Tech – Like Urban Meyer could go to Georgia Tech – and he'd rape. If they would let Georgia Tech just just say, hey, we're giving academic waivers to our football players, and we're going to do what Florida State did. And and we're we're going to create a major. They, yeah, they. Operations. Are they, are they not set up to, like, succeed if they really wanted to? I, I've always said Georgia State should be the school that does it. They're not I don't know if they, they're in the They're in the uh, – some belt though. I mean, well, yeah, I I feel like they 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 say, "Hey, Luda." They've grown quickly over the last five years. No, and and I and I say it's like a fifteen year move, right? Like you overpay, you overpay for the coach, a coordinator, the ACC, a co- a coordinator that's like young but good, and you you, you make him the highest paid coach in the conference, or you get the 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 solid coach who fucked up, right? Well, that's what Southern did. They got Clay Helton. I mean, and I questioned him as a coach, but clearly he wasn't a god awful recruiter. I mean, he won a Rose Bowl. Yeah, and, and he's had guys get drafted first round picks. You know, At, he, while while USC was shitty, like he was still putting guys into the league that were top picks. Yeah, you know how uh, was it? Dang, what's Rick Patino? How he went to like that random school? I own it. Yeah. You go find like a Rick. You go get Art Browse. Well, you know he keeps getting everywhere he goes. The man was going to be the office coordinator with uh, what's his face at uh, Southern, right? Uh huh. And then he got like three days later was gone because of the backlash. But you got to find you an Art Browse or a Hugh Freeze, somebody who really Hugh fucked Freeze. up. You got to get him from Liberty because get some Liberty. Obviously, had Malik Willis. And they got it from all they were ranked. They were ranked at one point two years ago. Yeah, you yeah. gotta get somebody who really fucked up, like Lane five years ago. Yeah, Sark if he gets another DUI. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> Come on, man. Sark Sark's been clean for six or seven years now. Yeah. And and, and you want to know how I know? And <laughs> Arthur Blake, Arthur Blake was fucking. Giving him the breathalyzer, the door doesn't open unless he blows into it. Well, so he could he could never show up to work hammered. He could never show up to the facility hammered. Any drinking he did had to have happened the night before, and his ass was flushing it the very next day. The day off for the guys, he was flushing it, and he was watching hey, film. Hey, you know who I think Georgia State should go after? Who? Herm. He's about to get fired. Oh, big time. Go get Herm. You, you don't think Herm can recruit some Atlanta niggas and then we make a move and then G State, if, if State gets to a Power Five conference. I mean, why can't he do it in Tempe? I, I'm talking about telling some niggas to stay home and hang out with their scammer friends and keep right. scamming and playing football. You play to win the game. Yeah, I don't care what you do after. Just be back at the facility on Monday. On time. Maybe. 
But but you need somebody like that, and I think that I think Herb is the perfect guy. Throw the bag at Herb if you're Georgia Tech. Throw the bag at him. Give, I mean, seriously, give him whatever he wants. I know what you're saying. Give just, him $15 million a year. I just think Georgia State's the better school because Georgia State can get the kids in. They can, but Tech already has at least a little bit of a – They're Tech. They're they in the won. ACC. They've won before. Yes. The hell, they've won uh, – Paul Johnson, with nothing but running the ball, won an Orange Bowl against an SEC school. Dan Mullen, Dak Prescott. They beat him. And that team was ranked number one at one point in the season. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't make yeah, sense for Georgia. Running, to be- he did it with doing nothing but running the football. I agree. Or, or maybe it's even Southern. Because, like, especially because we're on week one recap. Uh, what's his name? Jeff Collins, coach at uh, Tech. Uh-huh. After, after, I mean, everybody expected Clemson to beat the shit out of Tech, but like, they played them tight for so long, and then they just blew it. <laughs> Four point game at halftime. Yo, Cle- Cle- Clemson's not good. They aren't, and what it is is DJU isn't good. Like, and I, I think I put it in the group. I forgot the guy's name. The guy that's back up that's a five star. Yeah, top three guy. Yeah, that's gonna be his job by week seven. I think week four. Week. When did Trevor take over for Kelly Bryant? Same week. Like week four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking at because DJ ain't good. He isn't. He, he's, he's living off that he Notre Dame game. Lives off the Notre Dame game. Literally. I was in and out of that game because I was no no, that was that was that game was Monday. I was just drunk as fuck. I was in and out of that game, and I'm like, yo. This guy stinks. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he can't make the throws. <laughs> what about your man Brian Kelly? Or is that my guy? I didn't get to watch the game. I didn't watch the game. I was traveling. I was traveling and driving and trying to watch as much as I could. Honestly, Plus the was, West Coast time threw me off a little. Like, It was sloppy. It was just sloppy. Just I sloppy. saw how it ended. I, I did see the highlight. Obviously, miss it, or they, they blocked the extra point. Yeah, and people say he should have went for two, whatever. Yeah, apparently, there were two special teams miscues already. Yeah, it, it was just sloppy football. It was just fucking sloppy football. And I don't know if it's because Brian Kelly's not – I'm not going to blame Brian Kelly. I'm going to blame Brian Kelly for it. It's week one. It's week yeah. one. The yeah. O-line wasn't good. Boot wasn't get, Boutte wasn't getting the ball. I don't know if that was scheme. I don't know if that was quarterback. I don't know if that was him. But it it was just bad. And, you know, I had to eat my shit as a fucking – Brian Kelly truther in the group text. I'm like, yeah. I well, got that's that's crazy when you said they'd be contending for a national championship in three years. And I'm like, LSU will be back because the last three coaches there have won national championships. Well, so, hold on. One second. NBC is getting pretty desperate. They're going to have a law and order premiere event with three of their different law and order units on the same case. So SVU, regular law and order, and uh, organized crime. Why were deputies serving a warrant at a, this late at night? Uh, because I think police officers want to do things where they can um, get into some action. And then when stuff like this happens, uh, they want to blame the criminals for being criminals. 
But why this late at night? And I get it, maybe because you know they're at home, as opposed to during the day they might not be there. But like, say like six in the morning, where you know they sleep. Or eight in the morning uh, before they leave. We gotta stop. We gotta. How stop about you stop. do some good? How about you do some good cop work, like the good criminals do, right? The people who like breaking houses. You know, you actually like peep the schedule. And then you catch them as soon as they come home or right or you know they're about to walk out the house and you're right there as they're coming out. Hey, how you doing, man? We got your swarm, man. We're just trying to, you know. And because- officer such and such is right there. We've got uh you surrounded. So if you think that you want to do something, we are ready. If not, because- you can come peacefully and we can talk about it at the station. I mean, because think about it. If somebody knocks on your door late at night, police serving a warrant, and you know you're guilty and you live a criminal life, oh, I'm busting. I ain't going back. I don't know. I, I just think not. I think we have too many cops who don't know criminals and know how criminals think. So, like, they think that they're, like, cop thinking is, like, the right way to think. I'm like, bro, I don't know. I'm sorry. This guy, Juke, just because I'm looking at it, this guy, Juke, his his team got – Josh Allen saved his ass here at the end of the game. I didn't even look at fantasy. Um, he 29. He went from having, like – like I told you, it was 20 total for his team. Josh Allen got him, like – because, obviously, the Tyler Bass field goals – Josh Allen got him literally 17 more points here in the fourth quarter. Well, I got one got a good day at the office. Well, I love it because he's playing justice. And the thing is, Jew's not going to be a factor. So if Jew can just steal a game from justice early, it puts him behind the eight ball very early in the season. Hey, question for you. Go for it. I thought about changing my fantasy team to uh, Herman Boone's Coons. Is that too far? Herman Boone's coon. <laughs> yeah. I support it. I thought it was fucking hilarious when I thought of it. I was like. Obviously, there's some racial undertones. And, I mean, you could say goons, right? I mean, that rhymes too. But uh, I think yeah. coons only makes sense just because even in the movie, they were like, I'm not playing for no Coach Coon. So, it's kind of like. Right. You know, it's uh, it's Julius. It's Red. It's Petey. Yeah, it's all the guys on the team. Yeah, it's the fat nigga on O line. Yeah, 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 right, that motherfucker. <laughs> the the nigga, the nigga that told Petey what you thought we was playing, he didn't know Petey. All right. <laughs> hey, what do you think about um, Ohio State and Notre Dame? I thought Notre Dame did what they were supposed to do. Now that Ohio State cover. Exactly. And you know what? The dead giveaway, I was telling everybody this out there when we were out there. The dead giveaway, there were two dead giveaways for that. Why I wish I just took Ohio State minus six and a half first half. That's what that was what my pick was. I think that uh, the biggest thing was for one, the Georgia and Oregon game and that game, those were the two biggest games of the day and they had similar spreads. More than likely, one of those teams was going to cover. Like, one of the dogs was going to cover. 
after Georgia Molly walked him that way, there was no way college football was going to allow a second top 15 matchup, and in that case, top five matchup to be a blowout. That's one. Two, Coach Freeman literally for bulletin board asked about the spread. Typically, coaches don't talk about the spread because it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to them. They're prepared to get in the game. He literally asked, he's like, What what did you say the spread was again? 17 and a half? He's like, okay. And that should have been the tell all there, too. Hey, look here. Georgia, Georgia, Oregon is on the SEC network right now. And I just watched the Stetson run around play and hitting McConkey in the end zone. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, too. Go dogs and sick them. I don't think y'all understand, man. And maybe I have too much confidence with this team, but I got so much confidence with this team. I mean, I have so much confidence with this Georgia team because if Stats keeps this up, if Stats keeps putting up stats, we're on our way to the top. I mean, we are on our way to the top. Uh, because we don't usually get a Georgia offense and a Georgia defense that clicks like this. I mean, we got the best tight end room in the country. Uh, what's my man's um, – Herbie said we got the best tight end room ever. I don't follow recruiting well enough to say that. I mean, I just watch what they put on the field. And, I mean, Jesus Christ, you can really line up three tight ends that are better than most teams' receivers. You still got them big hogs in the trenches. I mean, this is just great. You got Stets coming back with something to prove. He wants to be a Heisman candidate. Not because I don't even think it's about just winning the Heisman for his own, like, glory, right? It's about proving to people that he was one of the reasons that we won this national championship. Uh, proving the fans wrong, pr- proving some of his coaching staff wrong. I mean, my God, he didn't even—he didn't have the starting job until JT got hurt. And, and Stets just like, nah, bro, it's my time. Two fifty-four in the first half, I, just just a work of art, man. Let me tell you what. Hey, Paul, Paul, let me tell you. This is Adam from Carterfield, Georgia. Dogs fan, been dogs fan since I could spell the word dog. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> there we go. Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you, Paul, for letting me in here. I'll tell you what, Matthew Stafford, he was my favorite Georgia quarterback. <coughs> no, he wasn't. I was a bit, I like David Green. Like David Green, he really got us going. Hell, Aaron Murray was really before Stetson. He was the one that really was the closest to getting us a natty. If we, no. If, if that boy just doesn't fall down on the fucking three yard line, or hey, you know what, or they call that they they call that touchback when Honey Badger runs in the end zone, he drops the ball off early. That was a that was a touchback, Paul. And, and you, you know it, Paul. You watch you know it, Paul. You know it, Paul. Aaron Aaron Murray, best Georgia quarterback ever. I don't give a damn about NFL. Aaron Murray, when, when Aaron Murray stepped on the field for them dogs, we thought we was gonna win. But guess what, Stets. He brought it to us, and Stetson is going to win this Heisman. He's going to bring it back to Athens, first one since Herschel. Uh, uh, vote for Herschel Walker. Yeah, we vote for Herschel Walker. Here go, dog. Sick him. 
We're not putting that big nose Morehouse coon looking nigger back in that office. Warnock. You know Warnock used to be a pastor at that church that Martin Luther King came. You know Martin Luther King, he supported socialism and communism. Do you really think we want to support a preacher who came from that church? And they went to that Negro college. That HBCU. Do you know they don't even let whites into the HBCUs? Oh. I think a Paul would hang up the phone so quick. Right. No, he would. He would. He 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 would uh because if he didn't, his ass would lose the show. <laughs> With cancel culture, he'd be done. Even though he didn't say it, the fact that the the producer didn't cut it. I don't know if cancel culture gets to Paul fine bomb on time. Cause he's getting numbers. Yeah. But he's been doing that. And that's it's why crazy. ESPN gave him the contract. But the crazy thing is, Paul has a pretty lazy show. Like, Paul doesn't do shit. Like, he, he, he does the interviews, and then he just lets people say dumb shit. And then he makes money off of it. I'm not mad at him. Paul? Anyways, uh, week one, honestly, it was a dud. College football just... They don't put enough good games on in the same weeks. But week two, we have one game that we care about, and it's about Alabama making sure that they beat the holy dog shit out of Texas. This game cannot be close because, God forbid, it's close. The The Sark fans of the world, the, the, the anti-SEC nation will say, see, Bama's not with it. Paul, I told you. Texas is going to come to the SEC. We're going to run shopping there. We got Especially start. when they get that Manning boy back under – when that Manning boy is under center. We've already seen what two Mannings could do in the SEC. What do you think the third one's going to do in the SEC? And they apparently see. he's got the most hot of all of them coming out. I mean, the boy doesn't have a social media. And somehow, some way, he's just focused – he's a sponge. All he does is focus on football. And the difference between Cooper and Eli and Peyton. Under the sea, okay? you, know, you understand, Cooper, he took on Archie's athleticism. That's why he named his son Arch. Because he has the arches in his feet just like his granddaddy. And he can run just as fast and throw that ball just as far. See, Peyton can only throw the ball 50, 50 yards. He got it's more of an Eli that, arm. A good 50-yard ball, but that's all he could do with it. He's got an Eli arm. He got Peyton accuracy, and he got Archie Manning's feet, baby. He's going to be the best quarterback in Texas history. You know what? Hook him horns. Sorry, Vince Young, but Arch Manning is going to take us to back to the natty. And he's got that Manning neck, so you know that he's ready to play. That stiff neck. I ain't going to lie, though. I watched some Arch highlights till the day end. He be dropping dimes. Man, it was – oh, you're to Arch. I don't know why I was about to say Archie. Give a but, damn about uh, Archie old ass. They had bags on their on their heads when he was playing. Well, and that's what I was about to say. I'm like, like ah, you, you had me, but you're talking about Arch, not Archie. I just want Texas. I I really want Alabama to curb stomp Texas because I'm really tired of Colin Cowherd bigging up USC and Miami and Texas because he wants Cowherd like low key. I'm not gonna say he has West Coast bias, but like, of course, he wants the West Coast because he's a West Coast guy. So, like, not even just West Coast bias. He has big market bias because. He he's trying. He wants college football to be a national sport when it's just a southern sport, really. Yeah, it's like the, the talent. Southern and Midwest. 
Have you heard Kirby talk? Have you heard Jimbo talk? Have you heard Dabo talk? Even Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is from the plains of Texas. He's not a California guy. It's a southern sport. I mean, but like I said, if we look at it, three out of the four biggest recruiting states are southern. Texas, Georgia, Florida. There's there's southern states. And then then there is California, your California guys. And a lot of those California guys, they typically, you know, it's the all-American black guy. It's the all-American white guy. And then there's the, like, Samoans slash mixed guys. Like, you know, guys that have gotten the tribal tattoos. You know, like Nico or something. Like, basically. I mean, you're not lying. And the thing is, California is big. There's a bunch of athletes. Up and down the coast. Yeah. And then you look at the random states like Ohio. Who put out a lot of talent. Midwest, baby. Uh, North Carolina has a say-so, too. Alabama as well. Yeah. Louisiana. Louisiana. For sure. Oh, for sure. Louisiana's got plenty of uh, talent. Hey, one of my partners, you'll meet him uh, the week we play Pittsburgh. He's from from Michigan. He's a... He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He's come to the game with me. He actually was checking Allen Robinson in a high school game and uh, at corner picked off a pass on him. Oh, really? Yeah. So, basically, did he, wait, did he, where did he play? Just high school ball. No college? Nah, he went to TSU and now he's a cooking motherfucker, motherfucking cook, like chef, chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like chef, chef. Like he's about to open up a food truck. He's a sous chef at a really nice restaurant over there. Oh, where do the rich people live in Atlanta? Not Buckhead, Sandy Springs. Okay. Yeah, he's a sous chef at a really nice restaurant in uh, Sandy Springs now. There's a restaurant out there I really want to try. Uh, it's a steakhouse. What's the name of it? Uh, Kaiser's. Apparently, uh, the guy that uh, what am I saying? The guy like it's not the name of his thing. Uh, Kevin Rathman and some guy named Kaiser. They're like the co-executive chefs of it. But uh, the menu looks looks better than. And I love Kevin Rathman. Kevin Rathman doesn't mean uh, are you gratin sweet potato? It is out of this world. It's ridiculous. Let's go Saturday. Uh, honestly, I'd be totally down. <laughs> I'd be totally down. Uh. <laughs> Tora and Mari, they don't even get back until Sunday. So I'm I'm living the dream the next two days, I guess. Yeah, let's just go get like a really nice fucking dinner. Get a bottle of wine. Yeah. And, and prepare ourselves for yeah. disappointment or surprise. <laughs> you know? Because that's the only way it's going to – well, I'll tell you what. There really is no disappointment. No. It's people, only disappointment if the game is close and we, and we falcon it at the end. That's the only way. That's the only way it can be disappointing. You know, if they if, give us the blue balls, Arthur Smith actually did a good job of winning close games last year. That's why we went seven to ten. We actually won. Granted, they were all on the road, but we would win a close game, basically. Except for uh, the Washington game at home. The Washington game at home, and then Buffalo, because we were beating them at halftime. And 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 what that came down to them calling that Matt Ryan running uh, him running that ball in out. Uh, are you impressed by AR fifteen or excuse me, Anthony Richardson? Uh, 
No. And I like I said, I didn't watch the whole game, but obviously I saw highlights. Uh, I think on paper, as good as <laughs> both of us thought Utah was, at the end of the day, on paper, Florida A should have more talent. B, the game was at the swamp. And then C, they only won by three, and it was because Utah threw an intercept. I mean, he made a play. Right. The corner made a play, but it's because Utah turned the ball over with 22 seconds left. They were going to score. And worst case, went to overtime, which they could have won. And so, no, I, no, to, to answer you, I think that this week, if they cover the spread against Kentucky, maybe. You know, Josh, Josh Holsey. You good. Josh Holsey pulled a Josh Holsey in the group text, right? He he wants to run his mouth and blabber this and that and the third, right? Because he is a Florida fan. And Pierce and I picked Utah. We like it looked really good in the Rhodes Bowl against Ohio State last year. Bringing back talent. They're good in the trenches. Florida new coach Billy Napier. We don't know what to expect. Yeah, let's let's go with Utah. Utah loses by three, and he's just like, I want y'all to, to say that you're wrong. Look here, guys. Let me tell you something. I have takes. We have Lee's ledge. And guess what? The thing about Lee's ledge, sometimes I'm going to fall off the ledge. And other times, I'm going to be hanging on by my pinky toe. I'm going to be the only person on that ledge because I double down on what I believe in. And Josh Holsey has this idea that if you make a take, you're supposed to ride that take out after you've already been proven wrong and still defend it. And it's like, no, I was wrong. I made a prediction, and that shit happens. <coughs> Part of making public takes and not group text takes. Well, and, and more importantly, uh, we're all wrong. Yeah. Often. We're all wrong. You know, we, we don't always get it right. Hell. Once we reviewed last week's picks for college football, I made a couple of mistakes, but uh, all in all, they were all very close. I mean, none of them were not close. And and that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, we're acting like, like I said, just like I said with the Utah game, because that's I know that's what you're specifically talking about. You know, him and Justin tried to chastise us both in the group, but it's just like. They were favored, and we understood why, and we were riding with it because we didn't believe in Florida. Florida still, at the end of the day, is Florida. They're still a top – in terms of programs, they're a top-10 program in college football, and they're playing against a team that might be the only non-Mormon college in Utah. I still don't think they're non-Mormon because they're in Utah. Exactly, and so hey, they're, they're, they're now they were just really good last year. They they played great. They they smoked Oregon twice. They uh, could have beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. <coughs> you want to hear a funny they Utah were story? Quarterback and running back. They were returning all these top players. It wasn't a crazy take to say that they would win the game. They almost did. They turned the ball over in the red zone at the end of the game. They could have went to overtime, and who knows what happened? I mean, Florida should have won that game on paper. They honestly should have won the game. And 
Anthony Richardson looked really good. And the people that I listen to, because unlike some of our friends, you know, we have friends who say they trust their eye test. And I go, I watch enough football and I consume enough sports to understand that even if I see something, I'm going to be wrong. So I want to hear different perspectives because they watched the same thing I watched and they saw it differently. So I, I admit that I don't know much about the more I learn, the less I know. I say that all the time. The more I learn, the less I know. Um, I even had like one of my ledge topics that I was going to put out here was like, Hey, I don't think we really know how to evaluate players properly because people really thought that Tua was better than Justin Herbert because Tua put up better numbers in college, but Justin Herbert didn't get to show off his talent and Tua had nothing but NFL receivers. You know, like evaluating talent is just super fucking hard. But I listen to different people because I get that I don't understand certain stuff or I see it in one way and that may not be the right way. So I want to get a different perspective. Like I want to bounce something off of you and be like, hey, bro, I saw this shit and here's how I think about it. Like most people, like my Jokic stances, my Russell Wilson stances, my Lucas stances, like these are things that people don't really vibe with. But I go, here's how I see it. But I'm open to being wrong. And I'm saying all that to say that, bro, people be having wrong takes. And if you want to, like, live and die on your take percentage, that means you not put enough takes out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that this week we're going to have some really good takes because now we've got some film. Uh, and we know that there are certain teams that are going to be in a certain position already because everybody knows if you start 0-2, in college football you're not doing anything. No. And in the NFL, you're putting yourself in a really tough, tough spot. I mean, really tough. Um, well, Giannis got hurt today, apparently. You know what? Good for him. I think the NBA, they're going to start putting in these guys' contracts. They can't do with certain stuff. And I and I think the good like, guys are going to say. They're going to take those guys out of programs for sure. I think the good guys like LeBron are going to be like, no. Like, but see, the LeBron thing, like, especially with Jay Crossover, with Jamal uh, Crawford's uh, league, the games were in Seattle. It's like the people of Seattle never get to see LeBron. Right. Like, so it, it made it really cool because it's like he's playing at a local high school or a college, like a smaller college, and it's like LeBron James is playing in Seattle tonight. Like, that's hey, awesome. Hey, question for you, though. If they put it in, in this talk, I'm talking to the Giannis, Rudy Gobert, the Lucas. I ain't talking like the Evan Fournier. If Giannis goes out there and plays, and they tell him not to play, I know you that? probably can't see it. Where's that at? It's Josh Holsey sending me a picture on Instagram of him at a, <coughs> at, at a bar boozing. Who cares, Josh? I'm boozing at home. <coughs> um. <laughs> But if Gian- so if Giannis goes out and plays, right, and he gets hurt playing for, for Greece, are you really going to avoid his contract? Well, they can't do anything about that, but they'll probably make it to where if it's not a qualifier or the actual Olympics, you can't play. 
if 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 because you hey, don't really Chet, need to have chemistry with them. Chet got Chet got hurt in Seattle. If you are OKC, do you void his contract and make him a free agent? Absolutely not. So if you're if you're one of the guys, it don't fucking matter. Yeah. Like I mean, what you're saying it sounds good <coughs> until somebody goes, "All right, bro, void my contract because I somebody else will pay me." And they'll pay me more. KD got paid. Katie got paid a full max coming off of uh, an Achilles. They gave him the gave him forty million dollars. They gave him forty million dollars, knowing he would not touch the court that year. Same with Clay. And granted, God, but think about what contracts are. You're getting paid for what you've done. Sometimes what we think you're gonna do, but typically for what you've done. And that's and that's why I support. Like Darius Garland's contract was more about what they believe he's gonna do, as opposed to what he's done. Because he only had one season where he looked where where he was an all star. On or off the record, I hope that I can have an honest conversation with Colin about Darius Garland because I don't think there's much difference between the two. There isn't. He statistically, uh, Garland's a little bit better of a ball distributor, but outside of that, I think that Colin's just as good, if not a better score. And but you that's but, why the Donovan Mitchell trade was kind of perfect because in a weird way. Oh, oh yeah. Darius Dar- 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 Garland is about to be a, a, a distributor. I know, but I'm saying, but with Colin and Donovan Mitchell, kind of the same guys. Like they're both gonna score the ball. I'm telling like, you, long shot. They're, they're undersized technically twos that play one. I'm putting it here. Long shot bet, Colin Sexton <coughs> scoring title. I told him about that take, and he he should he, he was on board. He's like he's like yeah, and like I, bro, I think he's really gonna have a lot to prove this year. I would not it would especially with the All Star game in Utah. If they're competitive, let's say by All Star break they're twenty and twenty six, and he's averaging twenty five. I think he gets in. I think I think. Adam makes a call. Well, you want to host a guy to host. Exactly. And the and way he's, I look, and he's a young player, and it will make it to where Utah is appealing still. It's like you could come to Utah too and play. And if he comes, if he, I know my black ass is going to be there for All Star weekend. I wanted to be in Cleveland, but Colin playing. So, golly, I, I know I can't make it for All Star weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, but you're no, gonna be getting used to being a daddy at that point. Yeah, yeah, but like, I'm like the way I'll explain the take to him if he comes to the game on Sunday. It's like, hey, man, look, I know that roster ain't what it's gonna be, and you're just gonna have free range to get busy because Denny Ainge don't want to win. Mm. And so you ain't gonna have nobody pass to. But anyway, let's talk bets. They're gonna get rid of a. They're gonna get rid of Clarkson. They're gonna get rid of Bogdanovich, and they're gonna get rid of a Mike Conley. Conley. And two of those three are gonna be Lakers, and Bogdanovich is gonna be one of them. Yep, Bogdanovich, and only if they move Russ will Conley be there. I'd rather them go Bogdanovich. I'd like I'd like, I'd like Clarkson. I'd rather go Bogdanovich and Clarkson, so Clarkson can come off the bench. Right, and he'll come off the bench. Pat Bev can be can be the starter starting. Guard who plays defense because he's not the point guard. Yeah, because Russ will be the point guard. 
No, Braun. Well, but yes, yes, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm not talk. Russ ain't on that team when when games matter. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at my feet right now, and I'm pretty disappointed with the pedicure I paid for last week. Really? Yeah, I'm just seeing some stuff on my feet that's just not that's not acceptable. Like I can't wear flip flops tomorrow. I've become a Birkenstocks guy. Really? Yeah. It depends on the flip flops. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I've had some Hugo Boss ones for a minute, and it held up really well. I want to be rich. They're not uncomfortable. They're not uncomfortable. Um, I, you remember the foam Adidas ones? Those used to really be the ones. I want a pair of Yeezys just because I've heard a lot about those being comfortable too. I've heard good things. Yeah. They, they're plain. They're not really that stylish, but like everybody knows what they are when you wear them because it's like, oh, those are Kanye's. Like, you know. They're the off-brand version of the Yeezy slides that they select Costco. Okay. Oh, well, I would not say, well, Adidas sells one too. And apparently that's why Mr. West is very much upset because they are basically stealing. They're like selling his shit. Well, I'm pretty sure they uh, they did it the right way. You know, I just want people to know that I'm not necessarily pro-business. I just say, hey, what's the contract? And if somebody exploits it, I'm not mad at them. Well, because that's the point of putting it together that way. Hey, I also got me a retro uh, Mike Vick jersey for uh for Sunday. the game. Huh? I for Sunday. For Sunday, yeah. I haven't decided what I'm gonna wear yet. I'm going retro Mike Vick jersey. I got off McCurry or whatever that thing's called, and I'm gonna clean up my old Vicks and throw those on. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good look. I'm either gonna do Jamal Anderson. I got a white. 98 Jamal Anderson. Oh, that's nice. Uh, or uh, I got my Grady Jarrett. I mean, he's the only one because I got a Todd Gurley and a Matt Ryan, and neither of them are there. And so I don't know why I bought the Todd Gurley the more and more I think about it. Because he's the Bulldog. Well, and I expected him to honestly. He wasn't even that bad with the Rams. He, bro, he had like 950 yards and 10 touchdowns with the Rams the season before. So it was like, right, he wasn't, he why scored, can't he come here and do better with Julio and Calvin Ridley? And Matt he Ryan? came here with us to score touchdowns. He scored a lot of touchdowns. Right? I mean, he probably got like 10. And yeah. he's been in the league since. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm still going to wear my, my Julio jersey. I don't give a fuck. It's a Mitchell and Ness throwback at this point. Yeah, I'm and I'm gonna wear it. I just won't wear it when we it's the Julio color rush. I like it, nice jersey. I'm just not gonna wear it against Tampa Bay. Oh, where he's number six. Mark of the beast. Man, let's get into these college picks. Yeah, let's get to these picks. <laughs> We're gonna recap last week. We went three and three. I'm gonna count it as three and three. Okay. We went three and three last week. Uh we had uh, the three wins being South Carolina covered, uh, UCLA covered, uh, do, 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 uh, missing out on what, and Arkansas covered. I technically did tell everybody, I said fuck it at the end, and I said take the seven. But I, of course, even in explaining it, I said I'm going to buy half a point because I hate pushes. And that's exactly what happened. They ended up winning by seven. If you bought that half a point at six and a half, you won. You hit the bet. And so, which, how, which bet are we talking about? Arkansas-Cincinnati ended up being a seven-point game, and the line that moved up to that, it originally started at six. 
it was seven at the day that we talked about it. So I told everybody to buy the half a point because I felt really good about them probably beating them by more than a touchdown. So then I said, fuck it. Let's just go with minus seven. And it ends up being seven. But I, like I explained in the video, uh, I, I also hate I put, pushes. And I, I put Madison. That, like I said, I, was like, I hate pushes. So I was like, just buy the half a point. So I it, put, they ended I up put minus seven in, in, in the description too. Yeah. Well, We'll just act like that didn't happen. Uh, Commit it. Uh, what was I going to say, though? Uh, of course, Florida State, LSU, we took LSU money line. They lost uh, by one, a game that was very winnable. Uh, Clemson minus 12 and a half first half. They, they were getting ready to cover it. They were up 11, and they, like, turned the ball over or something. Or it was like a key third down. They were in the middle of the field. They could have got to get in field goal range. They didn't get it, so that one lost by one and a half points. And then hey, Clemson, Tommy Tuberville style. Yep, 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 exactly. Taj Boyd and all those guys. Um, and then what was the other loss? Uh, you got to go to it. Hold on. Uh, Ole Miss versus Troy? Yeah, man. Okay, so this was the one I was a little heated about. They gave up the touchdown in the last three minutes. <laughs> it fucked it up. Uh, they ended up winning by 18. And it, like, like I said, all they had to do is they could have given up a field goal and they could have covered. They gave up a touchdown, though. And so, unfortunate. But uh, basically, pretty spot on for the most part. Everything fell short by a few points. And Hey, uh, and you know what? Real quick, the reason why I really rocked with what with the Georgia game is that we didn't give up the touchdown. And yep. the three points that they scored, they scored it early. It was it was against the ones, but once we started like putting the second string in, they didn't give up garbage points. They wanted to hold that no touchdown, especially against their fucking uh ODC Dan Lanning. Like, nah, bro, you left. It's on yep. site. Yep. Yep. So three and three after week one. But We've got a tasty six-pack of IPAs for week two of college football, and it starts right here. Uh, we're going to start off with a team that didn't cover for me last week that cost me about $27,000, and that was Oklahoma State on Thursday. They were up 51-15, to 15 and somehow they didn't fucking cover it. I just, for the life of me, I really don't understand how that didn't happen. I think Arizona State's a bad team. Emory Jones is the quarterback. And I don't think that they're very good. <coughs> they ended up covering, but uh, you don't believe in her. I, I think that Oklahoma State showed me enough to where they just basically eased up on the dogs and didn't get it done. So we'll go with uh, Oklahoma State at home against Arizona State minus eleven and a half. Uh, we're not going to buy any points or anything. I really like them to just get it done outright and get the cover. That's game one. Game two, we're going to move to the Pac-12, USC at Stanford. They currently have the spread at eight and a half. I don't know why Stanford would be an eight and a half point dog against USC. I feel like that number should be a little bit higher considering USC exploded for points. And at the end of the day, it was a warm-up game. It was Rice, but at the same time, I know this is a conference game, but come on, man. Stanford doesn't have the guys that USC has anyways, regardless. Even last season, they didn't have the same guys. Like, they don't – like, 
I think that it, with the new regime and a lot of people picking USC to be a semi-dark horse, I think that they take have no problem taking care of business on the road. They're right in the top ten probably for the first time in at least five years, I'd have to, have to imagine. So, uh, Sam Darnold, so I like man. USC to get – yeah, like basically when he was there, yeah. So I like USC to get the uh, eight-and-a-half uh, cover uh, at Stanford. Uh, next game. We have uh, Kentucky at Florida. As we talked about uh, with the Florida game, uh, you were impressed with AR-15. I didn't get to watch the game, but at the same time. I I was not impressed with AR-15. I was impressed by who the people I listened to and respect felt about him. Okay. Because I I didn't watch the game either. I want to see what he can do against uh, Stoops. And I think because Kentucky, ever since he's gotten there, has been humming. Two out of his last four years, they've won 10 games. They've won all their bowl games. Uh, obviously, four straight winning seasons, two eight and five seasons, two 10 and three seasons. I like that. If you got to go against Georgia and Florida and potentially Alabama every year in that span and you're winning 10 games, you're doing something right. Uh, plus, Will Levis is the quarterback. Uh, pretty solid team. They've just been really good, honestly, over the past four years. I like for them to get the cover. They're a dog. They have it at plus six, but we're going to buy the point and a half. So we're going to take Kentucky plus seven and a half uh, at Florida. I don't see how they lose by more than a touchdown. Uh, really good team, and I just really think that Kentucky can can get it done. Uh, and even uh, ironically, SPP's got it on my screen here. Fourth meeting is ranked teams first since 2007. So should be a pretty entertaining game, and those type of games are typically close. Give me the team. They're giving me the points. Kentucky plus seven and a half. Hey, so, so no Chris Rodriguez doesn't bother you at all? No Chris Rodriguez. What? No Chris Rodriguez. No Chris Rodriguez doesn't bother you with um with uh Kentucky? No. The football school or basketball school, we don't know yet. Well, like I said, they are a basketball school. But we're talking about two out of the last four seasons, they're a 10 and 3 team. They're going to the swamp, but a game like this, if they're eight, if Florida covers, it'll tell me that they're a little that I should take them a little bit more seriously. That's fair. So I want to see them do it. They're 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 a don't tell me, prove me type school. I need I need it to be proven to me. Kentucky for for all intents and purposes, <coughs> granted, Florida uh, went to the SEC championship two years ago, but COVID season Georgia was down better than them in the last four years. Yeah, I mean. COVID season, Georgia was down, and they had Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. And, yeah. Antonio Pierce uh, – not Antonio Pierce. Pierce, the guy for the Texans. They had Kadarius Tony. Yeah, they, were loaded, they were actually loaded with talent. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, we got Baylor at BYU. Give me Baylor money line. I don't know why they're dogs against BYU. Uh, BYU is a team that sees a lot of turnover. Tyler Algier was a huge part of why they were pretty good last year. Uh, this is probably the first big game that BYU's had at home in a minute. Give me Dave Aranda, man, and, 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 and the Baylor Bears. We're talking about a team that won the Big 12, that won the Sugar Bowl last year, and that's coming in with something to prove this season. They're already a top-10 team, and this is a ranked game. This is a kind of a statement win for them, that they can say, hey, we could be the ranked team on the road too. So give me Baylor money line. Uh, next, let's see. One, two, we went through four. 
Yeah, we've got four. Four. All right, next. This one's not going to surprise too many people, and we were obviously talking about it a little bit earlier. The game that matters this week, Alabama at Texas. Alabama's going to kick the shit out of uh, Texas. <laughs> Give me Alabama minus 20 and a half. I don't see how uh, they keep it close. I think that Sark needs another year in order to get this thing where he really wants it to be. And, you know, I remember Texas played with Todd Herman or Tom Herman. They played uh, Notre Dame to start the season. I think they actually won that game because that was the game where everybody was like, it's Texas back. You know what ended up happening? Texas went seven and six. And so you want to hear something funny about about this game right here? What? I was in the car uh, riding back from New Orleans with the wife. Right. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know the spread yet. I was listening to a podcast talking about it. I was like, Alabama, Texas. I go, if Texas is lucky, it's 35-14, probably 42-14. But I was like, I'm pretty sure Alabama covers. Line comes out, 20 and a half. I go, yep, see, 35-14, that's 21. See, we cover the spread. And she doesn't know gambling. She's like, I go, bet Alabama. Come on, babe, and, and, and you'll get to see what I'm talking about. And I think B. John Robinson, great running back. I mean, I, Ewers, I didn't like to say, I didn't, I mean, they didn't really play anybody last week. So I don't, I can't put a pulse on it, but I have to think that this isn't a team that's ready to compete with the Alabama team that practically returned all their best players from last year, minus the wide receivers. Everybody and, else pretty much is back. So, and the thing is, Alabama, Alabama's wide receiver core is not what we would like for it to be, but their quarterback is. Drew Brees with speed with twitch and speed. Yep. And they have a coaching advantage. They have a a, a front seven advantage. There's gonna be plenty of Alabama fans at the game. So I don't think home field is even gonna be that big of a deal. No. And and does home field really matter? Like in these situations before I don't I don't bet against Nick Saban. No, betting Betting on Sark against Nick Saban is stupid. Hey, Paul, let me tell you something. I'm a Texas A&M fan. I've been watching Texas A&M since I left the Corps Cadets. And let me tell you what, boy, as much as I love the state of Texas, I would never, ever put my money on Steve Stars Keeson. He's playing against Nick fucking Saban. The great Nick Saban. Hell, they might as well change the fucking stadium from Brian Denny to Nick Nick Saban Stadium. All right, I'll hang up and listen, Paul. <laughs> hey, I think that's our stick for this season. I'll hang up and listen, Paul. <laughs> I like that. Now, so I, I think that they cover the 20 and a half. Uh, I think that they barely – they eke it out. I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they win 35, by 14. They win by 40 points. Like 35-14, bro. Like, I, I see them just getting it done. And so uh, – so let's go with that. And then for our final pick of the college uh, football six-pack, a uh, little less-known game. Uh, it kind of gives a nod to kind of what we did about uh, in the group. We got Oregon State at Fresno State, and this was a pick them. Give me Fresno State at home. Uh, Oregon State, not bad. They beat Utah last year. They're not a bad school. I just think that games like this set up well for schools like Fresno that are just as talented, if not more talented, to get a win against the Power 5 team at home, and that seldomly comes because they don't typically get those games at home. They're typically going to be on the road playing them. So the fact that they get an Oregon State at home sets up well for them. Give me Fresno State at home uh, on the money line. 
All right, so let's go through this real quick. We got Oklahoma State at Arizona State. We're going to take Oklahoma State minus 11 and a half. Uh-huh. We got um, USC at Stanford, and we're going to take USC minus eight and a half. Yep. We got Kentucky at Florida. We're going to take Kentucky plus seven and a half. We're going to buy a point and a half. We got Baylor at BYU. We're going to take Baylor on the money line. We got Alabama at Texas. We're going to take Alabama minus 20 and a half. Yep. We're going to lay lay that lumber on uh, Nick. We got Oregon State at Fresno State, and we're going to take Fresno State on the money line. Yep. That sounds perfect to me. You like it. I love it. And I've already picked my one for at least three. Ready to get to the big boys? Let's get to it, man. This is what the fuck we've been waiting for all year. Uh, obviously, we got a kind of a bang here to start off the season with a blowout, uh, semi-blowout. Yeah, that's a blowout. You lose by 21, it's a blowout. Uh, yeah. That's why we call it 21 Skunk on Man, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, uh, McVay would have to give up the sticks right now. McDermott would be like, hey, yeah, yeah sticks. Yeah, nah, bro, you got to get right. off. Next. Like, I, no, I'm not playing no more. You're 21. The game's over. I gave you a chance to score when you're down 21 and you didn't. Game's over. Next. If I, if, if I score, so, if, I, if I go up 21, I'm not giving you a chance to score. Exactly. Well, and, and that's pretty much what the Bills did. They got close in fourth down. They couldn't do anything. <coughs> um, but, okay, let's hop into it. We're going to start off. We're going to go the opposite direction with this. We're going to start off with the Monday night game. Let's get it. Very intriguing to me. Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. Joe Buck and Troy Eggman make their debut with Monday night football. Did it get any better? I know what I'm doing Monday night. On September 12th on Monday night, my ass is going to be parked in front of this couch, on this couch in front of this TV. I haven't decided if I'm going to get wings or if I'm going to cook something, but we'll see. Either Do we way, have a Manning cast that week? I hope not. I can't listen that week. Well, oh, I don't think he has to be. Maybe they will, but I, we gotta, I got to listen. to. I, I, I'm excited to see what that looks like. I am just really am. But more importantly, the game. Uh, they're hanging way too many points here with Denver. Give me Russell Wilson and the Broncos to cover this six and a half. I think he goes out there and he sticks it to Pete. I think that they make it a very entertaining and uh, competitive first half, though. I don't think – I think the 12s will be out – I think that they're going to be loud. It's going to be the loudest game that they have all season. Uh, it's the biggest it's game. the only have. game they give a fuck about. But I think that Russ uh, ends up getting it done. It'll be one of those things where they're up two touchdowns late in the fourth and Seattle's driving and they have a chance to score to maybe make it a touchdown game. Uh, but then they fall short and get stopped because Geno just can't, you know, he just, he doesn't push, right, push the same buttons as Russ. So uh, give me Seattle minus six and a half. Uh, and Russell Wilson's return. Uh, next game. You said Seattle minus six and a half. Not Seattle, Denver. Ah, I'm Russ, look. Hey. I, I I know what you meant. I already had it. Look, I had it circled right. Yeah, Denver. Denver minus six and a half. Not Seattle. Yeah. <coughs> next game. Uh, we're gonna like I said, we're kind of going backwards with this. We are gonna have a man in cast uh, week one. Oh wow! I won't be tuning in. I'm running two TVs. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah, yeah my wife. Who really has a guess is what's going to determine if I even switch? 
I, my wife's definitely going to be in the bedroom during this during the second half of the game. <laughs> we're going to go backwards, though. Uh, now we're going to take it to Sunday night. We've got Tampa Bay at Dallas. The over set at 50 and a half. I don't see how this doesn't go over. Honestly, in what world? Well, hell, last year we saw with the season opener what it was. They were both in the 30s. In what world does this game go under 50 and a half? Unless we get a game similar to what we saw tonight, I don't see how it goes under. Dallas is good to give you 24, and Tampa's good to give you 30. So there's 54 right there. Here, here's here's where I'll tell you where you could get your under. They're both of their offensive lines not being what they need to be, but they're but both defensive lines stepping up and being what we expect them to be. Oh, I just don't expect DQ to shut down Brady. I think Brady, especially with all these reports that are coming out, he's pissed. Uh, He's pissed. You don't think Brady wants the world to know that he's uh, going through a divorce right now with one of the most beautiful women in the fucking world? I think think Brady wants everybody to know that uh, once he's on that field, he's a different person regardless. And that he retired and came back for one reason, one reason only. He wanted to add another title to the list. Oh, I, I thought you was going to say he retired because of fuck them kids. Or he actually didn't really retire. He retired, but he told Tampa Brass, if you guys don't get Bruce out of here, I'm gone. Or Stephen Ross said, hey, Michigan. Right. Well, 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 and they couldn't get it done because everything that came out, thanks to B-Flow, right? Or really technically thanks to Bill Belichick. And I think Bill Belichick did it on purpose because that's individual. Look, what a mistake to make. You text Brian Flores instead of Brian Dayball, and you don't realize which Brian you're texting. I, I don't think he did that. And I, mean, I didn't I think early, and I've made that mistake before. I accidentally had called them once, but I was also drunk. And this girl's name is Lee. But you're saved in my phone as Lee, and she's saved as Lee, and then it's parentheses Spelman. Now, well, now it is. Now it is. <coughs> but nonetheless, uh, you know what? You know what? Real quick, real quick conspiracy. Belichick knew that knew that there was the tampering going on while he was in New England, and he just cut. He didn't have the he didn't have the right way to bring it out without being a snitch. And then it comes up again. And then he tells B Flow what he told B Flow. And that opens up the whole thing. And now he's getting back out of the division opponent who's trying to poach his quarterback while he was on his team. Bill Belichick knew the whole thing. And that's why that's why B Flow quickly got a job in Pittsburgh. Like he didn't wait. Bill just called in. He he called Tom was like, hey. You know, we're, we're the guys around here. It's me, you, it's Andy. Sean's out of the fold right now because Sean was on that fuck shit with Tom. We can't fuck with him no more. Andy can't take him because he got he got uh, Spags over there. And Spags play that wild shit. For my man on staff. Hold him down for two years. Bro, you, you, know, you, you know it's like that. Well, and then, of course, then now the John Gruden-Brady thing came out. That that was indeed the team that they were talking about when he went on the shop and was like, 
wait a minute, you guys want this motherfucker over me? He was talking about David Carr or Derek Carr. Yeah, well, Gruden's stupid. Gruden deserves. Gruden did not deserve to get fired for his he was a family man. He made a mistake, and he hopes to be back in football. Well, the biggest mistake he made was not bringing Tom Brady. Any apology? He could have moved Derek for two twos. And he, and he would have fucking Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over 50 and a half, uh, Tampa Bay at Dallas. I just don't see how the offenses are. <laughs> hey, real quick for, for uh, clip purposes, go back to your first bet. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're going to start off with uh, the Denver Broncos, minus six and a half uh, at Seattle. Russell okay. Wilson gets the W on the return. Yep. Uh, we're going to go over 50 and a half. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys, I just really don't see how the defenses slow it down. And in that case, 27-24 is a perfect score. That gives you 51 if, that's a, if it's a three-point game. I just see all that offense. It's just too much offense out there. There's just no way. Uh, next game, another over. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. This over is at 52. Give me the over. I mean wh- – Where's the shortage of points between these teams? That's gonna be that game's gonna be like 34-31. That, Where's that, the defense on these teams? Well, Chargers have improved, obviously, right? They're gonna get a, a full 100 percent healthy year out of Derwin James. Uh <coughs> you believe that? I do. They just they paid him like he was about to. Uh Joey Bosa, you added Khalil Mack, and you got JC Jackson. So they're going to be good defensively, but Devontae Adams and J.C. Jackson is going to be a hell of a matchup. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. And Derek J.C. Carr, Jackson's not Derek playing Carr week one. Boy back. No J.C. Jackson week one. Oh, well, even more of a reason why we're only taking the over and we're not touching the spread or uh, the money line here. We're going to take over 52 in that Raiders-Chargers game. Uh, next game, everybody knows how I feel, and even though I was teetering with going the other way on this one. Let's look at the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The spread is seven. We're going to buy a half a point here. We're going to take the Colts by a touchdown against Houston. I think that they make a statement and let everybody know that we're for real. We're not just going to win the AFC South. We're here to compete to win the AFC and potentially get a Super Bowl. <coughs> Matt Ryan knows that time's running out. He's probably got three more years left. You know, probably, probably three years left. Uh, He's got the best running game he's had since Michael Turner, and you could argue that Jonathan Taylor is better than Michael Turner. Um, his receiving core, step above what he had last year in Atlanta, for sure, yeah. I think. Step above what he had in Atlanta, but uh, definitely he's got a top-10 defense, and then he's got a top-five offensive line. Those are the things that he's been missing. I expect him to come out, and in that first game, I think it looks like he's been there for a minute. Give me uh, the Colts uh, minus six-and-a-half. Uh, in Houston. Next game. We got oh, the- you say a minus six or minus seven? Minus, <laughs> so six and a half minus seven by a half a point. I want a minus six and a half. That way we don't get a push. There's so many juicy uh, NFL games. It's hard to narrow it down. Uh, next game. Uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. This game is so interesting to me because the Eagles have the most tickets to win the um, NFC this year. For whatever reason, them and the Bills are the two most metal teams. I get why everybody's got optimism on the Eagles. What has Nick Sirianni proven to anyone? 
to where you think that he just jumps to the Super Bowl. I, I don't see how everybody's got that feeling he about cha- what he is changed what is the Eagles. He what changed, is the, Eagle, he changed what is the Eagles offense. And what did Jalen Hurts prove? Huh? What did Jalen Hurts prove? He got to the playoffs. There's a reason why they haven't played him. I mean, paid him. They could have paid him. They could have wrapped him up already. It's just if he does well, it's just going to drive the price up more. Pay him if you're so – they're not sure, and that's why they haven't paid him. And so I don't get it. I get it because of what they've added. They had a great draft. They made some solid trades, and they set themselves up to where they're still loaded with picks to where next year they can trade up. If that's so choose what they want. I don't know if they're going to be able to get into the top three, but uh, they're going to be able to trade up. So – Jimmy, and I'm just a big fan of Dan Campbell, and I think that what the Lions have going, <clears throat> as we talked about uh, earlier or two weeks ago when we did our predictions, I had the Lions being uh, basically my sneak-in playoff team. Give mm-hmm. me them to cover plus four week one. I like the Detroit Lions to cover plus four. Okay. Uh, next and final pick of the six-pack. I was teetering between two different games. The week one, well, really three of them. Week one is such a juicy slate. You got Green Bay at Minnesota, which is damn near pick them, and I feel like Minnesota's going to win, but that's not going to be it. Then you got the Patriots at the Dolphins, where uh, the spread is plus three and a half for New England, and that just is really appealing to me because new team, new coach, Miami, Bill Belichick, who they historically struggle in Miami, but at the same time, Belichick versus the Rick Jones has dropped about 15 pounds, uh, and he's in shape. And it's Bill Belichick, and they're playing against uh, what's my man's name in Miami, McDaniel's Mike McDaniel's first game. Yeah, man, I get that he's got Tyreek Hill, and I know that Tua looked okay in the highlights that we've seen. Can't, can't go with it. Uh, I am gonna choose that game. We're gonna do New England at the Miami Dolphins, and we're going to take the Patriots plus three and a half on the road. And, of course, the one game that I know everybody was waiting on me to talk about, because that was the game I was going to choose. But for the sake of (coughs) not going out on a whim, I didn't want to touch the Falcons game because I have such a bias towards it. But for those that do want a bonus pick, you know, just a little snack, go ahead and take that Falcons money line, baby. I think that we get them. To start off the season, and then I think we get our blow, the doors fucking blown off us next week because the Rams are going to be pissed. So, uh, and I just think that those Saints Falcons games they always turn out that way. So Falcons money line with good value. All right, so here we go. We got Denver at Seattle. We're going to take Denver minus six and a half. Tampa Bay at Dallas. We're go- we're going to go over fifty and a half. Las Vegas versus the Chargers. We're going to go over fifty two. Indy at Houston, we're going to take Indy at minus six and a half. We don't want to push at the seven. Philly at Detroit, we're going to take Detroit plus four. Yes, yes, sir. New England at Miami, we're going to take New England plus three and a half. Yep. And for the bonus pick, we got the Falcons money line. Hit the music. We are all here to do all right so as we close this out wow i didn't even do my own thing right ain't that a bitch you go in here and make sure that we're ticking it ain't just sitting up there right uh go edit scroll across the bottom 
So this year, I'm going to give you at least three. At least three are going to be three bets from both of Parlay Pete's six-pack that I like the most. Let's hear it. So least three this week is we're gonna go we're gonna go down to Palo Alto, out to Palo Alto, right? And I like USC minus eight and a half. I think that's about where they are. Huh? I like that USC yeah. minus. No, I said I think that's, that's yeah. And let me tell you, I'm giving you gimmies based out of your bets that I really like, and um, I forgot what I was gonna say. My next one. Denver minus six and a half. You like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I'll be real with you. If you like an alternative spread on that one and you want to push it up to eight and a half, don't be afraid right. of it. I, I think Russ puts foots in them. I do too. I think they I think he goes there with the vengeance. And then my final bet, you know. We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. I'm taking Indy minus six and a half versus Houston. Absolutely right. I'm riding the Matt Ryan train. I'm going to ride until I can't no more. I love it. I love it. I think that that's a hell of a par- parlay itself, especially combining both college and the NFL. Absolutely. So, man, look at here, parlay pick. We've I think it's the longest we've ever done. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I'm not breaking it up into two parts. I'm Put it up there, fucking. Throw that shit out there. Let everybody know that 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 we're Iron Man. Absolutely. This is what happens when you get us talking through a football game and through a full set of topics. But hey, man, I'm gonna get the clips clipped up so we can put them up for tomorrow. We'll run the clips. I will see you on Saturday. Let's get it done. All right, Doc. Go dogs, rise up. Go dogs, rise up. All right. We are all here. Look at that!